This is where she puts the mustard on the tater tot. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, it's got really creepy. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. No longer hangry. We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well, like eat pizza, apparently. Yeah, I did. I did that. <laughs> if you want to hear Danae scarfing the last bit of her pizza, uh, just, you know, stay just tuned. Just wait for the outtakes. Just wait for the outtakes. <laughs> I'll be there. I mean, I never knew biting into crust was that loud. <laughs> That was some, or that was just some really crunchy crust. Or yeah, or you could listen to the bonus pod as well. If you're a member, there is some of Danae eating on the bonus pod as well. As we talked about uh, yeah. how we how we. I think love this. how you think that eating pizza is going to be something that they're interested in at all. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> like like hey, you know you. This is what you want. You want to hear Danae eat pizza? Yep. You should yep. listen to no. No, listen. I would I'll, I would like to say that people haven't recorded you eating and have their own personal Danae eats like mm-hmm. feeds but mm-hmm. I I'm I'm afraid that's actually happened probably, yes. so. yeah no yeah. in this there's, world come on there's an no. entire there's an entire subgroup on reddit uh that's dedicated to <laughs> Danae eating food no. during recordings no. and they're just like oh this is when she <laughs> this is where she puts the mustard on the tater tot <laughs> <laughs> okay it's, it's, <laughs> it's got really creepy <laughs> sorry no, that was my that was my uh that was my it rubs the lotion on voice. Yeah, it certainly was. <laughs> it rubs the mustard on the tater tots and it's going to so get the hose again. Funny. Oh, my God. Uh, anyhow, it's be a if good you want to hear that, uh, all our members have access to a monthly bonus podcast. This uh, month, we decided to chat uh, about a question that one of our members asked about what is the theater world going to be like when all this is over? And so we spent a good 10 to 20 minutes chatting about that. So if you want to check that Movie out. Movie theaters. Yeah. Not thespian theater. Okay. Yes. Thank you. You for clarifying. I want to be very no. specific. Yeah, those are gone. I mean, those are completely gone. Right? <laughs> That's a good clarification today. Good clarification. Uh, all members will have access to that every month. And I think the Syncast uh, will be talking about the same thing uh, as well. They so. are now because we just said they were. So. <laughs> That's right. We'll force them Try to. Try to get out of it now, people. Uh, all right. Let's get into it. Let's do the Sin Side Scoop. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sinning them, uh, how we felt about the stuff that we are sinning as well. Uh, Kicking it off on TV sins, we're still doing some SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, We did the episode Chocolate with Nuts. Uh, This is a Hughes Watkins script. So uh, Danae and Jonathan wrote on this and uh, made the observation, where are the nuts? (laughs) This episode grew on me, man. When we first watched this, I was like, oh, this is not funny. And now that I've seen it like 80 times, I... It's kind of funny. <laughs> it's a I like I like it's a good Patrick episode. I really like Patrick in this episode. Yeah. Patrick is the king of non sequiturs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what did you guys what did you I've never seen this episode. I have seen the Sins video and I think I get a general gist from the Sins video of kind of what happens here. But it is it is it just yeah. like I think we show everything that happens. Trying to sell candy bars. Yep. Yeah, so so he gets his mail, and there's a piece of mail in SpongeBob's mailbox that's not his, and it's an entrepreneur's magazine. And so basically SpongeBob and Patrick decide they want to be entrepreneurs and sell something. Uh, 
and they end up trying to sell chocolate bars. And one of the houses that they go to door to door is a salesman who also ends up selling them on bags to hold the bars and bags to hold the bags. Yeah. And also dresses up like a, a, a person like he was dressed up. Full body cast. Yeah, thank you. Full body cast and convinces them to buy all of his chocolate bars that he had. So that's kind of the recurring thing of this one. Besides the door to door shenanigans, you've got them being swindled. Um, they're also like, being. This sounds like a, a, a takedown of MLMs, like multi level marketing kind <laughs> yeah. of stuff. Kind of, yeah. Kind of. They, but they end up, uh, they end up, they end up succeeding. Although then they blow it all on a on a dinner with a couple of old women. But um, that's if you is, can call. There's some one of them. There's women. some. It was like, more like a colon, but whatever. Yeah, there's like one woman in a racer head. Um, th- yeah, this is like a, there's a lot of sexual innuendo in this episode, <laughs> or not a lot, but there's some. Like, uh, yeah, they the guy that's screaming at them, chocolate, the screaming the word chocolate at them uh-huh. is apparently trying to buy it from them the entire episode, but they keep running away from him because he's just screams chocolate. So by the end, they make a whole bunch of money because they had sold all their chocolate bars to the screaming guy. And then, yeah, they, they take those two old ladies out for, they rent out a restaurant and then have a fancy dinner. And that's the end of the episode. And Squidward gets screwed, which is always my favorite thing to see. So, <laughs> Well, it happens enough in SpongeBob, <laughs> for sure. Not sexually screwed. No, no, no. Well, as far like as you know. He can't go to his favorite restaurant. That's right. This is the he, night I dress up fancy. He walks around That's without right. pants on, so I'm assuming something's going on. Oh, you know, we put pants on him. I did not. I don't know how. I totally missed that there were pants on Squidward until <laughs> until I watched it again just before this episode to kind of yeah. refresh. I, I totally you, missed it. Didn't you suggest that though? Like I, I feel like know. you told me to put that in the script or something. I don't know. Either that or made in, or they just did it. The editor just decided I, it would be funny. Uh, don't either remember. way, it worked. It was so funny. I was like, "Oh my god, they put pants on him. That's hilarious." I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that no, actually, and that actually, I don't know how many people got it, but that actually was a, a kind of paying tribute to uh, uh, Dane Cook was a comedian that, and uh, he did this whole bit about the Kool Aid Man, and he always said like he never wore pants. He's and he always said, "I like my juice with pants on," and so that's where that's what I was like kind of referencing. But nice. I, but it was funny in its own right, and I thought if people actually got that, that's just a bonus. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, uh, since I didn't write on this, I'll tell you some of the stuff I loved in it. I'll, I'll kick it off. Um, okay. <clears throat> I did have right off the bat, I prefer my Squidward with pants. Uh, I thought that was really funny, <laughs> and the way that was said made me giggle. Uh, the toilet paper line is epic. Uh, it's just such a perfect response to something that happens in uh, the episode itself. Uh, some people in the comments were saying that's not going to age well. And I'm thinking, no, I think that's always going to be funny. I think that is one of those yeah. things where even if you don't know anything about COVID-19, that's going to be a funny response to that question. Um, speaking of COVID-19, uh, the spotting of the Corona clock, I thought was really <laughs> Which, hilarious. My favorite Danae note ever was she wrote that and then she put in, con- is this too soon? And I said, <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Is it too soon to observe that a clock looks like the coronavirus? Like, how dare dare you it's so serious it's such a serious thing that's happening and i'm like 
pointing out a Corona clock, yeah. and I'm like, is but this those, too soon? Those but... memes, though, were already out there, so yeah. We, yeah. Weren't, we weren't doing anything. <laughs> no, we have had those discussions yeah. about other kind of Corona-based sins, uh, right. as, because obviously this is something that everybody's dealing with. And and one of the great things about our uh, our writing schedule is it's pretty in the moment. You know, the videos you see, other than Downton Abbey, which we'll talk about here in a while, <laughs> the videos you see, we pretty much have written within the last few weeks. Um, you know, that's just kind of the schedule that we do. And so it's mm-hmm. nice to be able to be contemporary with, with some of those things. I think South Park is kind of that way, too, because of the way they animate it. Uh, they can do a really quick turnaround, and we can kind of do the same thing. So, um, you know, it, it makes it kind of fun to be able to have that stuff in. But we do want to be also uh, sensitive to, to that kind of stuff. So we try not to make light as much as be aware of how that might hit somebody, that kind of thing. So Yeah, I mean, there was one that I wrote in recently. I, I don't think it was this one, but it was a, another episode where I made a... Um, a joke about not being able to under oh it was it was an outlander um it, it there was this moment when she which we'll talk about here in a second but she was like trying to explain germs to someone because she travels back in time and they didn't understand germs and it was just this whole like confusing back and forth like she's trying to explain what mm-hmm. it, what it is and i was like trying to explain covid to potus and, and that was <laughs> so that was like a little too on the nose i guess yeah. that one was yeah. like oh Let's not go there. So yeah. we do have a line somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, definitely. Yeah, um, but this is, is this the, wait, this is the week though where we, the Republicans thing, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. We, yeah, that's Sorry. down Abbey. Like, that's okay. okay. You know, I think what's fair to say is it is, there is a lot of this that is a feel for how a joke's going to hit, you know, what it's going to feel like. Is it going to feel unnecessarily, uh, you know, uh, sharp or mean, or is it going to feel funny? Because that re- Republicans joke wasn't written uh, recently. You no, know? no, that was, written, yeah, that was written so long it's coming, before COVID-19. It's coming out at a really interesting time. <laughs> But right. can't help it. That's interesting too. How stuff like that happens. I always find that funny. But yeah, I mean, it's a creative process. Hey so. guys, guys, that that joke is evergreen. <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> it's a it's a creative process though. So it's not it's not black and white. And That's true. Some weeks you're going to like something that the next week you're not going to be feeling. I mean, and yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's crazy, but uh, yeah. but it works out in the end. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, the other thing that worked out at the end of this video was the Moisturize Me outtake. Uh, <laughs> as a Doctor Who fan, <laughs> got to say. I did it. Woo-hoo. Oh, and speaking me. of well, and speaking of silence, speaking of it rubs the lotion on. Mm-hmm. Once a, having Patrick say that is, is perfect. One of my favorite things I've ever done. But yeah, animated <laughs> shows once again are so fun it's to so do fun. outtakes yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everything, even like uh, the that eraser head thing, saying. Uh, uh, you know, the Gozer stuff, because she right. sounded just like Gozer. So I put, and it looks like she's just saying that, Gozer yeah. the Gozerian. Speaking of which, this is the, this was awesome to write on. I love learning new things about my my co-writers. And I learned that Danae has seen Eraserhead, which I haven't even seen, because I always <laughs> thought that looked a little too fucked up for me. It uh, is so messed yeah. up. This might, watching that movie may be one of the reasons I stopped watching movies. I mean, <laughs> Tell yeah. us the story, Danae. How did you end up seeing Eraserhead? Um, so there's just these people that, you know, like my friend group at the time, and there was one of the guys, and he was like, hey, why don't you guys come over and we'll watch Eraserhead? And I didn't know what it was, and so I was like, sure. So I go over to his, his uh, like he had this little townhouse or something. At the time, I was really, I think I was in my early 20s, and so I think my, where I lived was in a glorified closet at a friend's house. 
And I'm not <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. I had I my my living quarters at one point in time was se- seven foot by twelve foot. That was all I had, and I was super happy with it because it meant I didn't live at home with my parents and I was independent. So I just lived in there. And so when we went over, I remember thinking like, "This is so nice." got like a really nice kitchen it's got like living room furniture cool and then like eraser head that sounds so cool like some kind of a band (laughs) i never saw this person again after this was that i could not fathom how anyone could watch it and be entertained it was a lot of people loved that movie so fucked up like it's the most it's one of the most messed up things like there's a couple things that have messed me up visually. I've talked about one of them before. The the uh the murder scene in Dancer in the Dark will haunt me forever. Mm-hmm. Um and then and then yeah, Eraserhead in general. Just the whole thing in general. But you kind of like Dancer in the Dark, right? I lo- like, the movie, I loved yeah. the music. I liked yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved that part of it and then it's just like, you know, this juxtaposition of this yeah. insanely dark thing going on and her escape to music and my curiosity of Bjork all together created that watching experience. But Eraserhead was when you're watching something with people and you're you're sitting there going, am I missing something? Like, what do these people see in what I'm watching right now? And there's this, don't watch it, but there's this, (laughs) like a sperm creature that looks like a trachea, but is a baby and uh, slimy and like, ugh. Anyway, See, I'm a, I'm, and it's because of SpongeBob that I'm having these flashbacks, yeah. and that's why I fuck this show. Because <laughs> there's I'm that huge weird thing fan. that just like wheels out in a wheelchair, and I'm yeah. like, oh my god, it's the thing from Eraserhead. <laughs> Amazing. I'm a huge David Lynch fan, but and that was like his calling card. I mean, that's how he got a career basically was because of that movie. And but I've never watched it just because it feels like one of those movies. I don't I don't go watch movies where I feel like people just watch them because they think it's like a challenge. Like you know, it's like, ooh, can yeah. you make it? through this that's just that's never going to interest me so that's why i've never watched it but i'm sure there's people out there they're going to yell at us but whatever well uh, no, I, that was i was feel, just i thought it was great that you had seen it feel feel free to talk to me about it like i'm fine <laughs> i won't go back and watch it and, and i know there was i don't think that the sperm thing was the same thing as the baby but i, I have you do you guys like know what i'm talking about no, have I've you ever seen, seen the visual mm-hmm. of no. that I don't even I'm know just, what it actually is called. I've just seen the cover. Like, I've just seen the video cover and, like, the poster where it's the guy with, like, I feel like he's got, like, a large head. I don't know. I, it's been so long. Well, Eraser Head, maybe oh. he does. But, uh, yeah, no, I've never watched, like, any of that movie. Yeah, no, I'm uh, not kidding. Like, this would be at the very top of the list of uh, who wrote the sin that I would never guess. Like, knowing that <laughs> yeah. you and Jonathan Yeah, were yeah, no, I knew that you were going to have that. Um, the, I, I, I would have been 99.99999% certain that Jonathan wrote that sin. Nope. Um, so that's, that's always fun. I love it when that kind of stuff happens. Mm -hmm. Well, Well, it's like she put the Chucky out. She put the child's play outtake that one time in. It was hilarious. It was like, and you just put from Chucky. (laughs) (laughs) From Chucky. (laughs) From Chucky. (laughs) Chucky Cheese? How's it hanging, Phil? I even remember the line. Uh, yeah. What about you guys? What did you? What is? Uh, what are some of your favorites uh, from this video? 
Uh, I mean, we've talked about, I, I think all minor have been talked about. Uh, the the racer head thing was the only thing that hadn't been mentioned. Today? Uh, but yeah, the Corona clock just, oh, oh, I will say, I don't remember the fire working underwater made me laugh a lot. Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> you know, it's hard on SpongeBob because we do, we do have like a, I'm going to use the word repetitive, but I think it's necessary that we're kind of trying to send this silly space like pools or fire. But I try to find a new way to say it every time instead of like the on the nose. And so because it is we literally could just do the same thing over and over and over again. We've removed we've removed quite a few of those because we have so many. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or I will I will on my own on my own script because I'll have I have like eight of these. Maybe mentioning um, that there's a record player isn't important or whatever, you know, whatever it is. But I will say, like, um, I'm going to have to get over the trauma of remembering this movie. Thank you, SpongeBob. Um, it really is scarring. And then also, yeah, I don't understand why this had anything to do with nuts. Except for, like, was it what kind of nut? Was it <laughs> yeah, nutty people? I didn't people? get that either. It's them. Was it? It's, it's, it's just the nutty people. Sponge, yeah, it's supposed to be SpongeBob yeah. and Patrick. Oh, that, yeah. Nuts. No, I'm dumb. That makes but sense. But then that's it. That's all I had. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, let's move on to Outlander. Oh, my God. Can we please talk about Outlander? Is, is, is this the thirstiest show that we've, uh, <laughs> that we've sent? I mean, yeah, right? I, mean, I, 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 will, of, I will say I didn't work on this, thirsty. but Game of Thrones I've never, is pretty thirsty. I've never seen it. Huh? Game of Thrones is also pretty thirsty. Um, I don't know, but not. It's not romantic. Not like, it's not, this, not is like, like this. No, this is right. like geared. This is like Fifty Shades of Grey, like marketing. This like, is, this like is specifically type. geared towards a specific type of person. Like you know, like I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. And I didn't watch it. I was gonna watch the pilot before I watched the video, but I I just didn't get around to it. But I mean, that's what it looked like to me. It was just like every two seconds, somebody was like getting a blowjob or <laughs> was trying to get a blowjob or was giving a blowjob. But that seemed about like what this episode was. Yeah. Uh, of some sort. Um, it is. It's yeah, it's a pretty thirsty show for sure. Uh, this was a Dicer Hughes script. Uh, Danae and I wrote on this. Um, I didn't know what to expect going into this. I had really I heard uh, nothing about this show other than people watched it. And I think I knew it was on. It's on stars, right? I think I knew it was mm-hmm. one of those stars. Yeah. Shows and, yeah. And it's like a, it's a hugely, hugely successful apparently. Uh, books, series of books. I actually I've owned the first book on my Kindle for like a year now because it was like one of those like it was on sale for like a buck ninety nine. I was like, oh. Oh, I've heard a lot of things about this, but I've never gotten around to reading it. After watching this video, I'm totally going to read this book. I'm so curious. <laughs> I'm so curious how this is written. Uh, um, yeah. And so I went in with zero expectations, not knowing what I was in store for, and I was bored out of my mind. And that's saying something <laughs> yeah. for a show that has a lot of sex in it. Like, sex yeah, is not Yeah, it not looked boring. boring. Sex, <laughs> it looks sex really is exciting. Boring. Like, that is, that should be an exciting thing. Uh, but it's just, there was so much, you know, foggy narration. And it's just, it, listen, I don't... It's I, a romance. It is, it is straight up a romance novel. It is that dime store romance novel kind of thing. So, yeah, I just, I just could not get into it. So <laughs> when she goes back in time, though... Um, the, the guy that's a, the guy is a descendant of the dude. She, her boyfriend and the present or her husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does right. he try to rape her? Yep. Yes. First thing. But he ends up being like the love interest. Nope. No, 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 no. no. He's, so, the, he's the, the villain in the past. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So in, so Frank in the future, they're married and then his dis- he's researching who his descendant is. He's trying to figure out who how he's connected to the land and the people. Gotcha. And so he's kind of on this like 
a historical search, which is so exciting to figure that out. So when she goes back in time, she comes across Frank, realizing it's not actually him. It's uh, Captain Randall, I think. And so... And he is this horrible, horrible person. Oh, um, that's so. kind of a neat twist. Mm-hmm. Not not I, the rape, but the that like your husband's descendant is like a villain. I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say that watching this was interesting. It got more interesting as I as I watched it. Uh, I love anatomy stuff, and you know, like. Uh, medical I'm a medical drama person I was really curious about like the historical aspects of it in a way but I'm not usually into history as much as I'm into relationships Mm -hmm. but then you know me I'm like well where does this go well does she get back home like how does this work so I immediately binge watched seven episodes (laughs) (laughs) oh so you kind of like this show no I stopped because so I got I got into the point spoiler alert where she so so the guy that she like puts his arm back in the socket, she ends up marrying that guy. Okay. Okay, they're in back in, in back in the past. So, so she accepts this situation quickly. No, she actually doesn't <laughs> accept it quickly. It's sort of forced upon her because oh. they so because she has knowledge about what happens in their timeline, people think she's a spy for both sides. And so oh. what's an she, outlander, by the way? <laughs> it's a sa- it's Assassinuck. Assassinuck. Sassanak. <laughs> so, <laughs> ba-doom, boom, Aaron. Ba-doom, boom. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was just really curious trying to figure out, like, where is this going? Does she, like, how is this ending? And after watching the first seven episodes, in fact, the, the episode that I ended on was the wedding episode. And uh, it's them having fantastic sex. Lots of it. So, if you want to um, see more great sex, just skip this episode seven. And, um... <laughs> Anyhow, uh, so the, I liked those first episodes, and I think um, there's one more that I just decided not to watch, which I'm sure is like the cliffhangers for the seasons to come sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. But I sort of was like, oh, they got married. I think I have an idea here. And then, of course, because you guys know me, I went on and I read every single synopsis of every episode up until now. And I am convinced this is it goes downhill because it just becomes this sort of drama like where are they going now what's the plan you know like uh, but it is interesting to how they're trying to weave history together like um who are they in the past and how did how does their past influence the future and that kind of stuff so i can see why people are interested in watching but it seems to be one of those where it just kind of keeps going and going and going and i don't know that it's going to land somewhere that i like so i'll just in my imagination that they just stop at their wedding and we're good to go (laughs) it feels feels very twilight to me though in that it's like you have kind of like, you know, darker subject matter, you got time traveling and, you know, mm-hmm. you know, all that, you know, science fiction kind of stuff. Like in Twilight, you have horror type stuff with vampires, but then it's basically just a romance, which yeah. I mean, it's fine. That's fine. And there's definitely an audience for that. I just I just don't think it's me. It is. Um, I, I do. I do I kind do of enjoy the book, seeing them out of like uh, out of a normal romance situation. Yeah, it's not modern. It's kind of in the past. I like the accents. I really enjoyed the 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 scenery and things but it's very narration driven especially this first episode it's very narration driven (laughs) one of my Um, favorite parts of the video by the way yeah is the components but how did the narration components thing come into play that was really fun well as i was watching the episode um i was just i had decided to you know because usually we just send narration once yeah and then it happened again 
again. And it happened again. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And then it happened again five minutes later. And I'm like, is this seriously going to be like an all narrated episode? Like the whole thing? Yeah. And it would break for like, you know, two minutes of conversation and then go back into narration. I was like, okay, we got to do something about this. And so I was like, well, let's just do exponents. You know, yeah, we'll just- she like, she's like fucking Philip Marlowe, man. She's like, it's like inner <laughs> thoughts and stuff. Like she's going to go find my thought was going to solve the big sleep. If I could find a way to sin it where we didn't really have to say much about it, but the, the viewer would know that it was specifically narration that was getting sinned. That's why yeah. exponents made sense to me because it would change the exponent number or exponent. Would, that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. It would change the exponent number and so people oh it's a you know that's a narration sin they'd be able to see that visually as well as mm-hmm. i think it's funny you know so yeah you know. it did t- it took me a second to get used to which i mean you guys might have discussed this during the editing process because it was weird like you would just hear narration and then all of a sudden you'd hear a ding but then nothing yeah. would move except for the smaller number but exactly. you're not i guess you're not visually when you're watching these videos you're not visually used to seeing a small an exponent so mm-hmm. but but it just took me a second and then i was like this is this is awesome i love when we do different things with the you know like we did with the 21 pilots thing last week where they you know added the mm-hmm. 21 symbol at the end and i just it's fun to do stuff like that well uh, and they we can, they we add, can play around they added a uh, visual flourish to the uh, exponent as well yeah. uh, that i think helps out with that too it kind of yeah it, it does. kind of blips in does. instead of just changes yeah, I yeah. asked him to do that because there was a couple. There was a couple where there's just like like you said, there's no narrator talking, and so unless you know to look at the counter, you just hear a ding. So it's yeah. like something that just kind of goes like a pulse, is I think how I described it, and they did great. Yeah, well, uh, this show is certainly uh, I, pulsing. That's for sure. I guess I'll mention a few more things since I didn't work on it. Uh, pronouncing vases vase is something that I hate, so that was beautiful. <laughs> That's the, um, that's the joke I was talking about hanging on my wall. That uh, Vox references <laughs> joke. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, that's a fun one. Uh, for some reason, parking on the sidewalk uh, struck me as very humorous. Like I, <laughs> I cannot stop laughing at that because I love when we just point out random stuff like that like like background stuff they probably didn't even think twice about but it's well, like yeah that dude is totally on his side well and especially considering in that day uh, that you know you know time it was probably pretty normal just to you know probably park wherever probably you could find was. a park i mean automobiles were brand new inventions so yeah yeah i actually i actually that's funny i think it was my first cinema script i'm pretty sure it was annabelle there was this shot on the streets and it's set like in the 1950s or whatever and there's this shot on the streets where there's all these dry it's a sub the suburbs and all the driveways are empty and all the cars are parked on the street and i send that and then chris was like yeah actually this is a thing in new york he's like i don't really get it but he's like this is what people do in the suburbs they just they park on the street and not in the driveway so yeah but anyways um 101 ways to get a yeast infection was very funny because <laughs> uh, yeah not only was this this show thirsty but it was also kind of uh kind of gross um and then the rock cock collection outtake <laughs> was funny for a couple of reasons i don't know what what is that from oh let me see if i can find it but i'll see if i can find it barrett and chris and i are in a poker league and our poker league is actually called cock rock it's called uh, the. And there's Banger a story sisters. behind that, but huh? The oh, with the Banger, Banger sisters? sisters with uh, Goldie Hawn and Susan Sarandon. Mm-hmm. I thought I had heard it before, but I I couldn't remember what it was from. And then I just that's just so funny with that. But uh, yeah, no, it was. Uh, oh, I'm pretty sure that's how you get herpes. Was another sex one that I thought was. <laughs> I love that. There's always going to be one person in the comments being like, um, "Guys, um, that's not how you. you get that's herpes. not how you get herpes." <laughs> we actually, uh, Aaron wrote that one, and I don't remember what you originally had it. I as. said, "Do you want? Do you want UTIs? Because that's how you get UTIs." 
That's a little bit more accurate. You know, you could get a, a UTI from dirt on the sure. bed. Yeah. You get a lot of things. And I was like, well, what if we did it something where it's like obvious that you wouldn't get it? Yeah. And so we changed it to herpes. And then someone's like, that's not how. I'm like, we know. <laughs> the joke. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Danae? What are some you want to talk about? Um, I had a lot of fun on this one. Um, I really liked the way that I wrote the Frank's ancestor moment where mm-hmm. it's like the idea of the narrator being like, well, couldn't you make it more obvious? Like you could use the same actor and put on a wig. I just, that was just a new way of writing a <laughs> sin for me that I thought was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I kind of wondered if anybody was going to like go into the comments and be like, well, that's exactly what they did. But <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't find one in time. Um, instead, I, I got stuck on the, the Marisha comments about the uh, smoke pouring into the room, mm-hmm. which is a direct reference to something that happened um, in the critical role sphere where they were doing a fireside chat uh and because everybody is um self-isolating it was marisha ray and matt mercer in their home and they're literally like broadcasting to twitch uh to to do like a q a kind of style while they're not doing their show and they decided to put a fire in their fireplace but it wasn't working properly and so marisha gets up to kind of like go move the fire around and just smoke starts pouring into their house and so live on twitch The smoke alarms start going off. They're literally running around the house trying to open windows and turn off alarms. And it was just like this disaster. And then it's like, uh, we'll be we'll be right back. And when then they come back, they had just played into this moment and they had messed up their hair and put ash on their face. And they just looked like they had been putting out a fire. And it was just this really, <laughs> you know, kind of just a funny, like real moment. Yeah. So when I was watching this one and I saw the smoke coming out of the fireplace, I couldn't help myself. I had to do the Marisha joke. Well, that uh, which, is a uh, that is a great starfish joke. That is the definition of one of those where it's mm-hmm. like only a few people are going to get this, but they're going to love you so much. And that's <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. So well done. I do. I do too. And I'll talk, uh, there's a, something else in the comment section that I'll get to here in a little bit. Um, I liked the blood fountains. I also did a shout out to JC um, for the gleeking. Some people didn't know what gleeking was. I right. always just assumed everybody knew what gleeking yeah, I, was. I had to think about it. I think I've heard it before, but yeah, no, I, it took me a second. That was, was, yeah, that, was, that was probably the most we worked on a piece of this edit is getting the that to be visual because <clears throat> it happened so fast. Well, yeah, I noticed this edit went through a few uh, a few a few things. I mean, if, more than normal. If you freeze frame it, you can't spot it even with an arrow. You know, mm-hmm. it's when it it's in motion. Moving. When it's in motion, you can see it just like stream out of his mouth. Yeah, you know? you it's can. like it's a massive gleek. And mm-hmm. uh, so, but even <laughs> the amount of time, it's a if gleek you, shot. If it is, that's right. Uh, so even if you slow it down for the amount of time it takes, it's still too slow. And so we actually had to have them like make it go back and forth so you could actually mm-hmm. see the motion a little more, you know, kind of in real time. But it's yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Well, and the only reason that it really stood out to me and, and the, the narrator is sort of like discussed with people who can gleek is actually from my life because I can't do that on command. No, but there I was can't this- either. There was this kid on the bus and he could do it all the time and he would just sit there and he would like taunt me. And a couple times he would gleek on me just to make me mad. So then I turned into a bus bully, but that's a whole other story. And yeah, there are so go, many, so many like, reasons I'm like glad I never had to ride a like, bus. And I think I just added another one to it. It's um, the, uh, that's he just the, like could flex yeah, that's his the, uh, mouth. 
<clears throat> that's the PG version of Silence of the Lambs, uh, the visit to the jail. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's that's how that's how Danae spread. She spreads the mustard on her tater tots. She doesn't realize <laughs> it's because of that memory. That's how she does the spread. She she gleeks mustard. Uh, I did. I love double roll commercials, um, and I really loved the character that is shushed before saying something important and giving a blowjob cliche. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it I've never like me. I've never I've never actually felt like I needed a shower after a sense video until I watched this one. <laughs> this was this was dirty stuff. We oh took and we God. took some of that stuff out. Like we had sense oh, well, about you have to, the right? fact that she wasn't wearing underwear and she was so proud of it and you know, that was during that whole yeast infection scene. We had a couple more mm-hmm. sins on that. This is like that this is like that Halsey Barn video for like sixty yeah. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I have to mention uh, the uh, Oh Do Go On. Uh, I thought that was so funny. Uh, I was also, uh, I also really liked the, when she's doing the tea reading and the sin is readings because it's so yes. close to, to reading. I, I like that. That was so smart. Yeah. Uh, and the, uh, one of my favorite outtakes ever because of how well it works is the What About Bob outtake at the end of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they are jumping on the bed and, and screaming, you know, they're pretending to have, you know, that version of Tourette's, you know, where you just yell out swear words. <clears throat> and what I loved about it was we were able to cut it so that when they're screaming from the other room, it's from the other room in the outtake. And then when it cuts to them in the room, it cuts to them in the room in the outtake, which I thought was just because the sound matched up and everything. It was mm-hmm. almost like we put an effect on it. Uh, so I thought that was really fun as well. But yeah, I had a lot of fun with this. As much fun as I didn't have watching it, uh, I had. <laughs> Yeah. No, it. yeah, it's it's one of my uh, it's probably one of my favorite videos in a while on TV sense. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, cool. it was good stuff. Uh ready to move on to music video sins? Show. Let's do it. Uh Selena Gomez boyfriend. This was an Atkinson Watkins script. So Chris and Jonathan yeah, wrote we, on this uh, one. Yeah, we we helped bear it out a little bit last week. So uh, uh Chris and I uh took on this one. This was my first script to write in probably a year. I don't know, it's been a while. So What do you guys uh, think of this song? Um it's not one of my favorite of hers, but it's it's kind of catchy. I really like Selena Gomez. Though. I think I talked about this when we did a uh, Rare yeah. uh, when we covered the Rare video. Um I think she's pretty I mean she I guess she's successful, but I feel like she's not talked about in the same vein as like Halsey or Taylor Swift and I or Katy Perry and I I feel like she should be. I think she's I think she's in that in that arena. Yeah. Um, but this is probably not one of her most, it's not one of her, like, it's not one of her best songs, I guess. It's not very complex. Let's put it that way. It's pretty, pretty much just a simple dance beat. You know, it's very confusing too, as Chris, I think, did Chris write about the, did Chris write in about the, yeah. What did Chris have to Uh, say about this? He said, what a weird video. (laughs) And the the lyrics don't do you any favors. It sounds like she's upset about not being able to find love in the lyrics, but she seems to be referring to like a casual sex everywhere else. But the lyrics always seem to come back to the fact that she can't find true love. So the video has her looking for love in bars and then immediately turning dudes into frogs. Yep. With the glowing love potion number nine kind of liquid. So the music video is completely nuts. Basically, it removes the looking for love or the looking for sex out of the equation and just has a woman who appears to be taking revenge on guys for other men who weren't good enough in the past. The song itself has a decent groove to it, almost more like talk singing for the most part, but it re- uh, it's really short. It was a fun video yeah. to send. Yeah, it was like two minutes or something. It was a really, really short song. I'm glad you guys yeah. were confused too, because I read yeah, the lyrics on this, and I'm just like, well, 
I think there's a version of this message that I really like. You know, there's there's a but I but there's also a version of this I really hate too, and I can't figure out which way this this song is trying well, to go. We, I, I mean, we you could argue that you know her what she's I mean what she's looking for in a boyfriend is not what would be considered traditional, which is fine. I mean, I, I but it does. There's that one lyric where it very much sounds it very much makes it seem like she's just looking for a one night stand. But then the song's called Boyfriend, and I, you know, and it's all about she can't keep a boyfriend. And I, don't I mean, know. maybe it's, the it's, song it's it's, it's mixed the, messages. Maybe the song <laughs> is about her confusion, but yeah, maybe. I think I just don't think that the video is doing any help. Right. And, and this maybe happened, that's this, it too. This continues to be kind of a recurring theme with music videos. You sort of like, I wonder what it's like as an artist. You you write a song or or you perform a song and and you want to do a video about it, and then you have a director that comes along with an idea. I just wonder what the pitch is like. Is it does it start off by saying I want to really do something completely opposite of what your song is conveying, so it's more interesting visually? Yeah, because, and it looks like. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. It's just it's very. There's there's one part. Her, her the lyric is there's a difference between a want and a need. So uh, some nights I just want more than me. I know there's a fine line between um, it's not what I need, but like and I to me in my brain that I'm interpreting that to be like some like if you're single, you know you don't have to have somebody, and maybe you you don't ha- you want to have the right person, but you also don't want to be alone, and that's the struggle in my head. So why is she? turning people into frogs in this revenge thing that just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I agree. That was the most interesting part of the video, but also the most confusing. And this video clearly had money behind it too, because it looks really good. And like they're doing, it looked like they're doing location shooting and stuff. And so it's just weird that this was the concept they went with, you know, because sometimes in videos, it's simply, you know, they're having to do what they have to do because they don't have any money or whatever, or, Mm -hmm. you know, but, but I, you know, she could have gone in a lot of directions with this. This was an interesting direction to take. Incredibly Um, complex special effects like crowd Crouching down, you know, and your shadows <laughs> on the wall. Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, like there's, there's, there's obviously some costume money here, and, sure. you know, or you know, outfit money, sure. and I, I mean, just like it looks scene. good. It's a good looking video. No, no, yeah, that was a, that was a brilliant. Scene. I have to say, I had a really fun time watching the video, though. This one was, I, I really enjoyed the video. Then the the sins that you guys wrote. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, and it's it's like it's like 80, 90% Chris because he he was the one that really caught, latched on to the, you know, the confusing messages and stuff. So that's where we that's where we ended up going with a lot of the sins. Um, and he also, one of my favorites that he wrote though was that thing at the beginning about, I don't remember what the lyric is, but then he makes the uh, comment about eHarmony. Yes, I have eHarmony that matches. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Like, like is Chris doing any harmony research? <laughs> <laughs> Quote unquote research. There, there aren't any good ones left. And he's like, how can that be true when there's eat harmony? Like, yeah. Goes into, yeah, it was so good. And Jeremy singing the Sopranos uh, song. I mean, it, well, and we should also mention, I guess Jeremy also was uh, was helping out and filling in on this one. We're, we have back to Jeremy narration. But Barrett narration is not gone. Barration. Uh, Bearation, it will it will be back. Should be back on the next one, as far as I know. Yeah, can't promise, but as far as I know, it'll be back on the next one. I really liked um, PTA's boyfriend. Uh, that's in uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's boyfriend directed this because of all the frogs. I love that. Uh, <laughs> wait till you find out what your penis turns into. That uh, was so funny. Really <laughs> cracked me up. Um, We're talking about a cloaca, right? Yes, yes. It was a nice, subtle cloaca joke, and, yeah. uh, and I can always uh, throw appreciation to that. Uh, did you guys have any others you wanted to mention? Well, I will say we got called out at least by one person that they're toads. 
and not frogs, oh, but whatever. Fair whatever. enough. Fair enough. Hey, when <laughs> fair, you play, but that's fair. When no, you it's play totally the fair. game, sometimes you're going to get yeah. nitpick gamed. That's, uh, it, that's how it works. It's, it's totally uh, fair, but I mean, it's, you know, but they even, that person even said, you know, I'm just being an ass. It's not a big deal, but you know, <laughs> sounds like us. Technically, uh, I love to the end, like raise your hand. If you realize I want a boyfriend was code for, I want a frog in my vagina. <laughs> that, that was just, me. That killed me. That would kill me. <laughs> well, yeah. Cause then I think Chris wrote the one where it's like, then you start asking questions like, wait, is, is she having sex with the frog? Right, like, wait, yeah. what, is, what, what is going on here? <laughs> And she's not being very careful with them because, I mean, they're just jumping out of her car and, you know, yeah. but anyways, yeah, what a weird, weird video. A hundred percent. Let's move on to Cinema Sins. Uh, we'll start with Iron Giant. Uh, this was a Scott Share script. Jeremy and Barrett wrote on this one. Um, let's talk about the movie itself. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. Love, <laughs> love, 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 love this movie. Uh, you can tell that uh, Barrett and Jeremy love this movie as well um, based on some of the sin removal those kind of things uh today you've seen iron giant right nope all right take a drink uh jonathan what do you think about uh iron giant i i really i really do like it i have not seen it nearly as much as you and jeremy and probably barrett have but i mean i've seen it several times um i watched it a lot around when it came out um i haven't probably seen it that much in the last 10 or 15 years it's not it's not really one that my daughter had much interest in so yeah uh, but it's it, but i will say this i'm not a movie crier i get emotional like i have emotional reactions to movies and i get I get like, uh, you know, I get upset and stuff like that when things happen, but I've only cried at like a handful of movies. This was one of them. Um, I mean, bawled my eyes out at the end of that movie the first time I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really um, powerful stuff. And, you know, and I was like 20, 23 when it came out or whatever. But, um, and, uh, but yeah, so it's, it's a very, it's a very, and it's such a strong message and it's such, and it's, it's, it's sadly still relevant, I would say. Yeah. Like, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. At least the core of it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I love the animation. I mean, I, I could see people saying that the animation looks a little weird today, but even then, it wasn't. They weren't doing this. It was just a. It was a style choice. I feel like maybe oh, a yeah. budget choice no, I too. Love, I love the animation yeah, style in this. I think it's. I think it's excellent. So I just know it's 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 a great movie. Um, and I'm and I and I could tell Jeremy tweeted out something the night before it came. It got released, and I could tell he probably had a. Uh, you know, it being one of his favorite movies, you know, uh, it was probably an interesting experience on him yeah. sending it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Danae, as someone who hasn't seen it, what were your thoughts watching the video? I'm so confused. But there's so many people in my <laughs> life who have told me that, like, Iron Giant makes them cry. Iron Giant yeah. does this. So, of course, I'm not going to see it because I don't want to have an emotional <laughs> Oh, experience. you'd love it. No, no, no. I think this no. is a... No, you don't have to see it. I'm no. not telling you you have to see it. I'm just telling you you would probably it's love like, it. It's like telling me to watch a movie where, like, a dog dies. I'm like, no, I, no. I'm pretty yeah, sure... It's, no. But it's not like it's, no, it's not, not like, like that, that though. No. Like I know what you're saying, but it's like, not like, that like kind let's of fall thing. in love with this object and then watch it die. That sounds like a great time. But there's Spoiler there's more alert. to it. it there's more back. to it than the death. Though. I'm making yeah. a massive assumption because I don't know. I've never yeah. seen it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. No, but I know exactly what you're saying. There are movies where I'm like, I'm not going to watch Marley Here, and me. No, 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 no. How about this? I'll tell you what the Iron Giant is about. And you cool, tell let's me if do I'm that. Right. Yes, do it's it. very okay. thirsty, first off. It's a very <laughs> thirsty movie. It's a sex, it's a sex robot. Yes. Um, basically, an, yes. a, a very dangerous dildo falls <laughs> yep. falls out of the sky. So far, so good. <laughs> <laughs> 
That sounds like um, a better movie, actually. I don't know. No, I, I legitimately, I was watching this, uh, the Sins video, and because I haven't seen it, I, I'm just, I was trying to figure it out, and so I missed a lot of the the relevant Sins, and this is just one of the things that kind of happens sometimes on the show, which is where if you haven't seen the, the material, you're, you're going to miss a lot. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't even write down a lot about this one to kind of talk about, so um, I genuinely am confused, though. I don't know what happens in the movie. So what- I think... I think essentially there's good guys, there's bad guys. There's an army, there's a war. There's a kid and there's protection. Is he a, is he a weapon? Is he not a weapon? There's bad people, there's good people. The end, the end and then he sacrifices himself and he's a good robot. We all cry. Stop watching. You know, there was actually it's interesting you say that though cuz one thing that is cool about this movie is I mean, I don't know that there's really bad people. Mm-mm. No, and except- in fact, one of the comments, I don't, mm. it, did anybody use this comment? Do you know what comment I'm about to mention? Aaron? I, don't I don't want to so. take it, take away anybody's comments. No, no, but you're good. Do Go it. For it. Take it away. Somebody said in the comments section, I love how this movie isn't just demonizing the army too. The general is clearly reasonable and doesn't want any bloodshed. Yeah. Uh, the writing is super nuanced and balanced. Uh, I, I cannot pronounce Leaf. I think is who wrote that if they listen. But um, yeah, no, that's, that's another great thing about this movie is it's. You totally can't. You understand why the people are doing what they're doing. Yeah, I, um, I was going to say the only thing about your assumption about this movie, uh, Danae, that is kind of off base is that there's bad people and good people. Uh, there yeah. really is just the one guy, and it's not so much that he's a villain as he is just very dedicated to the idea that if something fell from the sky, if a giant robot, then it needs to be destroyed. And you can see how somebody would have that opinion. The problem is he prioritizes that to a point where he's not thinking straight and not thinking of human life he's just thinking of must destroy this robot and i mean that would happen i mean if aliens just landed on this planet you know i i don't that there's a lot of people in the military and government that would be like yeah we just need to kill them (laughs) (laughs) yeah like shoot Um, first ask questions later so both jeremy and barrett uh kind of wrote some of their thoughts i'll start with jeremy he said iron giant is such a good movie it's hard to do much sinning there's a lot of quote this should make a lot of noise, but it doesn't moments mm-hmm. a lot. I'm sure. Um, I'm not sure I really did a lot of research on it, but that was kind of his general thoughts. It was just hard. It's a harder thing for him to sin. Mm-hmm. Um, Barrett said, I hadn't seen Iron Giant in years. So the vintage audio effects threw me off a little bit, but it's great. It doesn't totally hold together logically. Like they try to nuke the town just like the fucking Avengers, but it's still got all the <laughs> feels. My favorite sin, says Barrett, was Harry Connick Jr. was totally the Matthew McConaughey of the 90s because even though M.M. was very active during that time, right. he would totally get that voice role now. <laughs> um, so I guess I can kind of transition us into favorite sins. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Um, because I guess I'll just, I only had like a couple of them and I actually want to hear what you guys said because I think you're going to cover a lot of the ones that I liked. But um, like I said, I was trying to figure this out as I was going. So it sort of like was distracting to me. But uh, there was this, the sin about swimming in October or whatever mm-hmm. and him looking like a little <laughs> blue person. And I was just like, I got, I got so cold. I got up and put on a jacket. <laughs> so I, it's, it was just a weird experience where I'm watching it. I'm like, Oh, it made me cold. <laughs> so but go ahead guys. Uh, yeah. As you mentioned that one, I saw some of this in the comments too, and I would back it up. Um, there's definitely northerners that swim in October. That is not a, a thing that people don't do. I remember swimming in Lake Huron in November <laughs> being, at my uh my grandma's house for thanksgiving like it was so cold but there's also kind of that machismo thing too that was like you know i 
can do it. You know, it's not that bad. So, yeah, it definitely. Now, there's people here that always try to get into the pool too early or keep it open too late. I mean, it's it's the same. I mean, some people are just crazy. <laughs> like me. Uh, <laughs> I really liked the why is this hand acting like a cat? Uh, that that <laughs> yeah. made me laugh uh, quite a bit. Uh, on that same line, the how can a finger see? Uh, you know, uh, line was really good. Um, let's see. Uh, have you ever owned a bathroom that a bathrobe that would hold you like this? No, no, you have not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that made me laugh quite a bit. Uh, yeah, and uh, the best hand since the guy that got killed just before Ned Stark took the job. Uh, also <laughs> made me giggle a little bit. So yeah, there's lots of great stuff here. What about you, Jonathan? Uh, yeah, robot's tummy probably doesn't rumble. Uh, cause and that's that's got to be Jeremy because it, it's like like that's something like you could just be having a conversation with jeremy and he would say that <laughs> uh, you never go full bambi yeah um <laughs> oh, and how casual the mom is I mean, the way they wrote oh. this is hilarious completely casual about my nine-year-old hanging out with the single junkyard owner with a soul patch yeah um the bloodshot reference was funny um and i i love that they took a sent off for christopher mcdonald because i do think that's one of the better uh probably animated performances he's especially great. that people don't talk about yeah he's great he's so great in this you know what's weird i don't think another thing about this movie like i i don't feel like i still don't feel like this movie is really well known it definitely has an audience but like even like a lot of movies that weren't popular when they came out have developed like pretty significant audiences since like shawshank or something like that i still don't think that many people know this movie like it's never even really been able to catch like a cult following the way a lot of these movies have it's really interesting it's weird but i guess maybe because probably a lot of it has to do with the visual yeah um i think if a lot of people are going to watch animation they're just they just want something that's not that yeah Uh, that's the only thing i can think of but anyways worth a watch if you haven't seen it obviously for sure uh ready to move on to downton abbey Sure. Oh, boy. Uh, this was a Dicer Hughes script, and A and I wrote on this with uh, some shadowing by Barrett. I believe also wrote some of the stuff on this as well. And Sweet. can we just say there are too many people in this fucking movie? <laughs> <laughs> That's like the opposite of Barrett. I, I would think Barrett would, like, this would be like his movie. Yeah, like, there's the so many people. Like the ultimate Barrett movie. There's so many fucking so people. So many people. Um, no, there, there are so many people in this movie. Okay, so let's just give a little background here. Uh, I think I'm the only one of any of us. Uh, that has watched the show. Downton yeah, Abbey. I've never seen. Yeah, I've never I seen haven't. part of an episode, and I know Barrett hadn't. Uh, and I've watched every episode. My wife and yeah. I love watching this show together. Um, which could be an interesting juxta- juxtaposition for you if you heard me say how bored I was by Outlander. That I would love watching a show like this. But the difference is, this is a show that really is about character and story. Uh, there's not narration in Downton Abbey. You know, it, yeah. it really is bringing you into this world in a in what I think is an interesting way. And all of a sudden, I'm carrying about you know uh the idea of what castle life was like in this transition between when you know this upstairs downstairs thing idea was a real thing to a more modern sensibility and how would they transition through the early 20th century you know on that kind of stuff they made like something about history interesting because yeah. of good character development and great actors i mean I, the performances in in this show are just really good I, so i haven't watched out Abbey, and i totally get why you made that reference why you made that comparison but I do think Outlander 
is a very, very popular show, but I don't think it gets the accolades that Downton Abbey Well, has. that's true. Like, Fair enough. Yeah. Downton Abbey was actually got nominated for a war. Maybe Outlander has too. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't feel like in my mind that I, I feel like people watch Outlander because they find it entertaining or they want to see blowjobs. Um, <laughs> I think people watch, that is definitely not why you're watching Downton Abbey because I don't think there's much action. And uh, you know, but, uh, but I did try to watch this movie. There's been quite I, a f- there's been quite a few awards for Outlander. Oh, okay, well then I'm wrong. Um, but I just I still feel like Downton Abbey probably gets more of a critical consensus. But no, I could you're be probably wrong. right. You're probably right. I just mention it because some people yeah. might see it as a hypocrisy, and believe me, I am a hypocrite. Um, but it, it, mm-hmm. in this instance, I think there is uh, a decent difference between the you know the two. Yeah, I tried to watch the movie because I don't like watching the videos if I haven't seen the movie. But I got like 20 minutes in, and I just there I just I didn't know what was going on. Guys, so I, I just I, this is this is not a movie made for people who didn't watch the show. Like, no, it's no, definitely and that's not. Why it really so- isn't frustrated watching this is because I've 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 heard people like it. In fact, I was a little nervous about it because I know it has such a strong fan base. Mm-hmm. And so that made me nervous going into it. But then it also seems a bit boring to me, like just in general. I don't know that it, this is yeah. something that I was would get into. Maybe I would. Maybe I should go back and watch. I've got several friends even right now. I was just talking to them a couple of days ago about Downton Abbey. And they're starting from the beginning because their kids were into it. Now she's like, well, my daughter says I like it. So now she's starting and she's super hooked. Um, and she wants to wait until she sees all of the show before watching the movie. Yeah. But I'll, a oh, movie sorry. should still stand alone. It should it still should. have something for the people yeah. who don't know what's going on. And this is not that movie. This but, this is pure fan. It's just fan only for the fans. Fans, fans, fans. Not for me. I have a hard time too because if it's a if it's a movie based on some like Star Trek movies, I don't I honestly don't know if those can be watched, you know, by non fans because well, I am a, Marvel. You know, yeah, same thing. But yep. I think they probably, I mean, but this, yeah, this definitely felt like you immediately had to know who every, all 47 of these people were. No, and they treat it like that, too. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're throwing out names left and right so quickly that I've never even heard of. And I'm not kidding. <laughs> when when we, I was counting how many people I had been introduced to, Um, I, and it, it just, it was an incredible amount of people. And for those who've watched all the show, they know all of these people. Yeah. But, you know, if, if you're going to start off a movie where everybody that's ever been in the show is all going to be in this one you know, moment together, it just it cut every excitement off. Like maybe this could have been interesting if the buildup in this movie was to the prevention of the King's assassination, but they ended that and they still had the rest of the movie to go. And the climax of this movie is just putting happy ribbons on everyone's relationship and saying, you know, (laughs) goodbye to them in a way. It's like a season finale. It's, it was or like a, a really finale. long season finale that, that maybe had some intrigue yeah. with a potential assassination at some point in time. And I even saw in the comments like, how could you not take a sin off for so-and-so finally getting to be with so-and-so? And it's just like, fuck you. I don't even know these people are. <laughs> <laughs> was that a person I watched in this movie? Look, I, when the TV sins and cinema sins schedules come out every month, I'm the, I'm the idiot that's like, I want to be assigned everything. I want all this. I want to write everything because I just enjoy, you know, I enjoy watching stuff and writing about it. But this was the first one I can remember in a long time where i was like i'm so glad i wasn't because <laughs> i would because i would have i would have had to have like gone back and either watched or read which i'm sure you did today yes, uh, a, a ton of stuff and oh my god I, this would have taken me a month to write at least you know, a month to write well, it me- was really really difficult and i have to say aaron saved the day on this one i was so stressed out about this this particular this particular um moment and we were traveling when this was due mm-hmm. i could not 
I could not. I had such self doubt. I was. Yeah. I was I was doubting Danae instead of doubting Abby. <laughs> um, That's why just, we're comedy writers. Guys. I was so upset by I, I was so personally offended by how like I hated what I was watching that it sort of clouds your vision. I'm actually working on it right now. I'm like, oh, my God, how am I going to get through this one? And it happens. It's happened to me many times before. I'll just have to figure out a way to get over it. But like. <laughs> So I had to figure out how to get in, how, how to not be a fan, how to not watch seven years of whatever content to like understand yeah. what the hell's going on. But yeah, it was a lot of reading of blogs to kind of go, okay, how would this Mary person suddenly not know that she has a relative that would be taking over? How, yeah. Is that possible? Okay, read this blog on Mary. Read this blog on Anna. Read this <laughs> blog on this relationships. And then it's like, and then you're reading essentially like the history of of this family this wealthy family and all these hierarchies and the cousin of so-and-so and blah 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 and our, our title owners and so it's just like you know what i'm out i'm just gonna <laughs> write this from the perspective of someone who doesn't know what's going well, on because that's and then, that that's how it and is and the narrator would not have seen right. all the seasons of the show but you still but it is still helpful to know and you guys <laughs> worked around that really well with the stuff about like you know i just did a bunch of research or you know which i kind of assumed that was probably something aaron wrote and just had to make it seem like he didn't have future knowledge or personal (laughs) knowledge but uh we should also you got to do stuff like that we should say in case we haven't because you mentioned we were traveling while writing this this was like four or five months ago like this one has been uh awaiting release for a while it's kind of sometimes we'll create uh videos that are there in case we need you know a video to save the day kind of thing Mm -hmm. and so downton abbey's kind of been waiting for its turn and uh and yeah it was definitely during a time where danae i remember you were questioning a lot about like can i even do this Mm -hmm. am i am i even any good at this and you know all of us can you know continue to tell you yes you're actually very good at this and uh no you're like listen this is why you suck at what you do (laughs) (laughs) but uh but yeah no i was really glad that at least one of us actually had experienced the show because all the sin removals are for me there i think there are two sin removals because this show is an incredible this movie is incredible if you are a fan my wife and i went and watched this movie and it was one of my favorite movie going experiences of the year well that's good to know um and and curious i think there is something where it made the decision that it was going to be for the fans and i think that's okay and i I, I well and it was profitable it was i mean it made money and and here's the thing and we send this too here's the problem though if you're gonna make it for the fans you don't have to do the exposition thing where you catch people up on stuff but this movie does it a couple times it's like why are you even attempting to do that when you haven't attempted to do it the whole movie you know so i would argue though even people that have seen every episode they might still not remember things i mean you know what you know you 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 forget things you're right no jonathan's right no that's right uh, that's well, I mean, I, I always am. I'm going to it now. <laughs> no, you're right. It does kind of make sense. But I, guess. I don't know how they do it in this movie because it could be annoying the way, they, you know, <laughs> no, I, I don't know. It's okay. I, don't know. I just was like, look, you know, you made it for the fans. You don't have to do those shortcut things that other movies have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're no, you're right, because even TV shows do previously on stuff where it's yeah. like, you know, it just depends on what kind of viewer you are. You know, maybe you need yeah. caught up on that stuff because you're having a second screen experience where you're not really paying attention. Uh, when yeah, you're if watching, you're my so. wife who's on her phone the entire time she's watching a TV show, you need stuff like that. So. 
That's true. Well, Jonathan, we'll start with you since uh, you didn't write on it. What were some of your uh, favorite things from the video? Um, I was very glad you guys commented on the fact that it's not downtown Abbey um, <laughs> because that has always just pissed me off um, just because it's a pain in the ass and when you try to write it or something, yeah. it's like, no, that's wrong. Uh, but also Republicans uh, <laughs> was my favorite joke, I think. But also um, Republicans. Well, and I, and I just, I love when we do stuff like that. We're like, oh, you know what? That wasn't right. We shouldn't do that. And then we, and then we still sneak it in at the end. Uh, Jeremy's read on roll credits was uh, was pretty excellent. Um, yeah. The sending the gargoyles for being on uneven gravel that really <laughs> made me laugh because that did look really dumb. Didn't like that, that's a bad set decoration. Just look cheap. That is, that well, is and yeah, and especially right that, there. how beautiful that castle is and stuff, and the interior sets and all that. And it's like, what, what is this crap? So somebody Came from Walmart. Somebody in the uh, the comments tried to explain those as um, heel cleaners or boot cleaners, like that mm-hmm. you, they're there to clean off your boots. So what? They still should look better than that. Like you know, it's, <laughs> it doesn't change. And the they sin. would, yeah. in the re- in real life, yeah. Um, and then I'm about to die in the Boar Wars too, if you know what I mean. That was yeah, that was, that was hilarious. Um, and then I, you have to mention the the castle porn uh, uh, bonus round, yeah. which I'm sure I, I assume the editors added the music, but God, that was that was perfect. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that had to be done. Had to be done. Uh, I have to. The only thing that hasn't been mentioned. Um, uh, well, I guess there are a couple things. Uh, one thing I love the Guess Who game. Uh, image, mm-hmm. uh, and I love the fact that if you read the names, there's actually a hidden message uh, from us on the names of the Guess Who uh, game. I, I love that kind of quick stuff, uh, which is fun. Uh, then the only other thing I wanted to mention in my real issue with this movie, because it does it so much, and in the sins we call it plot noun gaming, but it's that thing where they tell you they're going to do something, but they don't tell you what they're going to do because they want you to experience it as a viewer and be surprised by it. They mm-hmm. have a secret meeting and three times say, I'll take care of this. How? Well, you'll have to find out. Like three, like they basically had a secret meeting to not tell each other anything. It was, yep. I, it was one of those things. They were just like, "Come on!" And it doesn't, it doesn't even make sense when you think about it because the the main butler guy, or I guess I should say the the main butler at the beginning of the movie, but not the main butler for the show. So they brought the main butler for the show back because of fan service. <laughs> yes. but anyways, yeah, we'll just call him Jerry. The <laughs> younger, works. the younger butler, um, he, he, what he does is, is he takes his new friend that he just met. To go call the castle and pretend to be someone else from like the king and queen's castle. Bas- or yeah, something. he basically crank anchors or whatever, you know, he prank calls them. <laughs> but they wouldn't have had that conversation at that point. So when he walks castle out of that call. room, he has no idea what he's about to do because he hasn't even told the guy yet and come up with a plan. He's just like, trust me, I'll figure it out. But there's. It was so frustrating. Yeah, yeah I'm with Danae. This movie's trash. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure it's excellent. If you've seen, it. well, that's good to hear. If you've watched the entire series and it's 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 good, I mean, that's what you want, right? Well, I mean, you're just so invested in these characters yeah. and these performances, and I cannot get enough of Maggie Smith. I just think she's so good and she's, <laughs> she's so awesome. perfect in this role, and it's just it's one of my favorite things. You could argue she was the best thing about Harry Potter too. She she's 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 not talked about enough like she gets a lot of roles like obviously she's had a hell of a career but yeah uh she doesn't get brought up enough to uh dame dame maggie smith right is she a dame she's a dame isn't she uh-huh. yeah she's a dame yeah sure she is in my eyes uh <laughs> <laughs> no matter what the parliament says or whoever does daming what did you say jonathan i said th- i just i did a horrible 
uh, impression of her saying Potter. Oh, oh, po- oh, that's what that was. I thought your I thought your mic cut off. <laughs> no, no, that was Potter. That was terrible. Very nice. That was terrible. And you're absolutely right, Danae. The other thing is, it's so anticlimactic. Uh, the fact that yeah. the assassination is in the middle of the movie, it really did feel like they tried to do a whole season of Downton Abbey in one movie, and so it just mm. feels like there are all these resolutions that aren't actually resolutions and it just begins to feel really anticlimactic i wonder if they'll make another one though because it i mean it did really well they're already i wouldn't be surprised yeah they've oh they are making another yeah it's in production so yeah because it made like 80 million or so like domestically yep yep and i'm glad i will be there yeah it's kind of clear like when you watch it who they're kind of wanting to take those lead roles it really is a passing of the torch moment uh, from all the different characters and transitioning into like this next era. And I can see how that would be interesting. I forgot to mention that Barrett said that he's never seen the show. He was pleasantly amused by the Downton Abbey movie, but nothing really of substance stood out to him, which is maybe the biggest fall uh, failing of doing a feature ad- uh, adaptation. But beyond but so cele- many people in it. <laughs> <laughs> but beyond celebrating how awesome rich people are, I guess. <laughs> so, nice. um, I liked a lot about this one. Uh, one of my favorite ones. So, so uh, in in the com- on combination process, I always love to see how Aaron makes my sins better. And one of them that I really liked was there's this moment like of protocol where um, the princess is asking you know these people to come in and sit down, but she only asks one of them to sit down, but then everybody sits down. So I'm like, what's the protocol here? You know, you didn't say this and this. And then Aaron said, and when will they be spanked afterwards or the oral sex? <laughs> it was either you or Barrett. I I don't remember who no, did that it. Was me. That was definitely I didn't, me. I definitely didn't think about that, but it just made it so much better. Yeah. <laughs> that could definitely be Aaron or Barrett. That is definitely yeah. a toss up. <laughs> if you didn't know, uh, there are several um, Monty Python references in this video, as there should be. I feel so. like I feel like Aaron and Barrett just speak British to each other, and they're just like <laughs> yes. calling each other tosser and stuff. One of the most annoying things of this video to me uh, is the like we've already kind of talked about it. The the plot of this could have been so much more interesting, but it's things like will the dress fit and who's nicking the silver and all that stuff so i loved our references the, of those the sentence was excellent i don't even know what that that audio was but it was so funny it's um uh, oh because this is the one where the sentence was like the dress won't fit yeah or something like that yeah it, it's it's philip seymour hoffman and oh, okay i can't remember what movie that's from um <laughs> it's just but, it's yeah. so perfect like it's just <laughs> I don't know. This was a really funny video. I'm, I'm trying to go back and find it to see. Well, I don't know if you'd find it because this was back in the times when we weren't writing the sentence on the scripts. Oh, that's true. No, it's not there. I did the edit on this one, and I just remember coming up with that. Uh, I also, um, but the, the moment that really bothered me, the whole dress thing, is that I think her name is Anna. This uh, was it. Was it Mary and Anna? Those sure. two sisters. Um, anyhow, it's Jerry. It's the, the blonde sister that gets pregnant in this one. Uh, she's standing in front of the mirror and she's wearing this dress that had been made too large. And so her maid or whatever leaves to go call the dressmaker and find out what happened and then comes back. And so Anna has been standing in front of her mirror in an ill-fitting dress that's the size of a tent, <laughs> just swaying back and forth, staring at herself for probably 20 some minutes. So they so they had cut to other things going on in the castle and then cut no, back. No, the oh. scene starts with basically her she's looking at herself in the mirror like, "Oh no, what am I going to do?" And then the maid comes in and just, "I've just got off the phone with so and so. They sent you the wrong dress." So that means like 
She put it on oh, and she's been gotcha. waiting. And I just, that freaks me out for whatever reason. I, I can't imagine <laughs> a, a real life situation where you put on a dress and then you stand there wondering why it doesn't fit or what happened. Just looking at yourself in the mirror the whole time. Well, like, you, you couldn't just sit down and get on your phone though. Yeah, well, <laughs> even if I, even if I lived back then or whatever, you would take the dress off and put clothes on that fit. There's no reason to stay in the dress. Anyways, uh, so. I also loved you guys talking about that there wouldn't be a king because Queen Elizabeth has yeah. <laughs> been there the since dawn the of dawn time. of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I can just imagine. I, also... uh, it, I think it was uh, Edith is uh, who you're talking about as the sister. Um, and oh yeah, Edith. Okay. And and I think I can just imagine them having a meeting with her about her role in this movie. Like, okay, here's here's your big plot part of this movie. You're going to get a dress and it doesn't fit. And no. you're gonna have to find out is she gonna is she get like a, a main character that, in yes, the show? She is a main character on the show. <laughs> yeah. It's like we're people are gonna be on pins and needles. Literally, will your dress fit uh, by the by the big event? It's just like, oh my goodness, she really? got screwed like Gates <laughs> McFadden did in the uh, Next Generation Star Trek well, movies. Te- like doc, poor Doctor Crusher. Technically, her thing seems to be more like independence apart from the monarchy, and then getting pregnant and not wanting yeah. to do it alone. That seemed to be more. But then, yeah, her secondary drama, besides being potentially pregnant and having to have a child while her husband, you know, leaves and travels around with the king or whoever or the prince, is yeah, that she has. How long was the movie like two hours seven years long <laughs> <laughs> literally no it really is it really is about seven years uh um, I, like I, I do feel like we really before we go on we have to say that there's this one particular part in this that i actually found hilarious there's this guy i think his name is bagsley uh-huh he works downstairs but then he apparently at some point in time no longer worked there but they brought him back for the movie i'm assuming yeah anyhow he it's like the king and the queen coming to eat is the biggest news of like ever it's not that the king was almost killed it's that the food needs to be served by the staff at Downton Abbey and that's the big thing so essentially they do this coup and all the people who are supposed to serve this really important meal are not uh, because they've all been sent away by the like the the Downton Abbey staff and so now Downton Abbey is going to serve the food and they all go upstairs and they're serving the king and the queen and Someone makes a comment at the at the royal table like this food is good and oh our chef must have be trying a new recipe and this guy named Bagsley who's like Mr. Fanboy of the King <laughs> actually our staff made it and that was the best moment of the entire movie because it is one thing that would have made that better though that you were just describing is that they were eating chips <laughs> and they said these chips are good yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh, I I. It is the hardest I've laughed in a movie theater ever. It was so funny. I, I, it was my so wife funny and because I, the it whole lasts theater forever. was rolling. And what's unfortunate in the Sins video, I don't think you can capture it because it really yeah. is one of those like awkward moment silence kind of things that just lingers there because like he says this thing and he's so proud. He's so proud that they made this food. And by the way, it's a uh, Molesley, not Bagsley, but anyways. Molesley. Okay, so Molesley is so proud and he loves the king so How much and he's so proud that he's just like, no, that was us. And then he realizes he's not a allowed to talk to the king like that's not something you're allowed to do and just the look on his face is so great and then he's saved by one of the sisters who says you know something about to tell him to do and then he curtsies and walk, but it's slowly the backs longest, away. Oh, it's so It's great. the longest, most uncomfortable curtsy because he just like slowly lowers himself down because she's like, <laughs> mostly, whatever his name is, the king just addressed you and he's like, he, 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 he. <laughs> 
that is a well people that haven't listened to our patreon episode won't get this but that is an example of a scene that works probably better in a crowded theater oh yes yeah Yeah. the place was dying uh it is it's so well done and yeah that's that's my favorite moment in the movie uh i was really happy to see a sin-off for that so anyhow that's all i have for doubt and abby for now i've got more um in my uh keeping tabs hey podcast peeps it's me again um those are my dogs. those are my uh every time i talk wow is this how aaron feels when we're okay we're gonna try this I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. All right, well, let's get on to it. Let's do Keeping Tabs. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're just going to tell a story from putting together the content for the week. Uh, Danae, you have teased us long enough for five seconds. Uh, so what was uh, what was your uh, keeping tab from uh, Downton Abbey? I literally, literally spent 20 minutes trying to research ducks kicking underwater. Thanks, <laughs> Downton Abbey. Because there's this comment that's made, a royal is like a swan on the lake or a duck on the wake, uh, like grace and serenity above and demented kicking below. And I was like, oh my God, ducks have demented kicking? I've never thought about this before. Let's go look it up. And I have to tell you, it's just not that interesting, but there are videos of ducks from underneath just swimming and it's actually kind of calming and peaceful. It's definitely not demented. It's just kind of like, oh, cool. Look at their little bodies go. Look at those little legs. I, so I they was, were talking about like how they swim, like they were calling the way yeah. they kick their legs when they swim as demented. I don't even I think guess. about ducks having legs. Obviously they do, but like, you know, <laughs> you usually don't see them because they're in the water. They're, uh, <laughs> they're down there near their uh, cloaca. They're right, yeah, they're right yeah, all yeah, there yeah. in the same area. Yeah. Uh, no, I love that you send this because this is one of those common, I guess it's not a metaphor or phrase or whatever that people use about, you know, ducks look so serene on the lake, but if you look under the water, it's craziness down there. And you're just like, no, it's actually not. It's actually, it actually feels pretty serene and nice. And there, and I didn't find a ton of videos on YouTube, but I long enough, I watched multiple enough to be like, it is not anywhere near demented. Demented kicking sounds so excited. Well, demented is like is like five kids. Yeah, it's like kids in a pool. That's demented kicking. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're just like, and, like I also, uh, the narrator ends it with, "Where's my demented kicking?" Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. Um, I, I wonder if the director up, was saying that. Thanks to a comment, I also looked up Machiavelli and Caligula, and that was disturbing. Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> so now I know yep. about those nope. people, mm-hmm. and I have to say, nope. Caligula was really horrible which is why i was able to make a reference in that uh script about it because i had actually read about them and and even like there's pros there's there's people who are uh there's not really a pro caligula out there but then there's this woman who's kind of like 
well, Caligula did that too, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why would you even bring this guy up? This guy apparently was horrible, like, like the worst. Like, they killed his wife and children just to make sure nothing of him existed after his murder. Anyway, yeah. So I did a little bit, did a bit, a little bit of looking around and into that. Um, and and now I'm, I can happily say I can delete my research. That's another <laughs> Caligula is another movie. They made a movie called Caligula in the '80s, and that's another movie that I will never watch. That's like a Racerhead too. That seems to be one where people are just like, "Could you make it through Caligula?" <laughs> Not even gonna try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't. And I've heard that something you, about though. a hot poker being placed somewhere that you don't want a hot poker to be. That was enough. I'm not yeah, gonna, yeah. Uh, uh, what about you, Jonathan? Uh, mine's actually uh, also about being underwater. It has to do with water, which is interesting. Mine's kind of silly, but um, there's a. We ended up not using the sun, but there's a there's a bit in SpongeBob where they're well, they're they're going door to door. And like all the people have these like uh, they're like submarine doors, basically. Right. They're like these big, you know, they have the circular uh, like knob or whatever to open them up and stuff. And so they're just knocking on them and people are like immediately answering. So I was just thinking, like, how would you even be able to hear that? Like, you know, it's like a really thick door. You're underwater. And uh, we ended up not using it because I couldn't get any definite uh, answer on whether or not you could. I did learn about how sound waves traveled though and water apparently they travel five times faster than air and apparently what i thought was interesting was that the sound waves went underwater they recognized your body your body might as well just be water when you're under it i guess is the best way to put it because you know we're made up of so much water and everything so the sound itself actually vibrates behind your ear off of your skull hmm is how you hear underwater. And Danae's like, yeah, I knew that shit. You're an idiot. <laughs> but uh, so, so that made me think, well, then maybe you could hear it because it would be like a huge, huge banging sound if you were like hearing it like that. So I eventually decided to uh, take it off. I think Danae questioned it too. She was saying it could be argumentative and um, it wasn't that important. So, uh, but that was really the only research I did, um, which wasn't that exciting. And I probably learned stuff that I should have learned like in third grade. Um, but no, no, no. I wanted to talk about the uh, London Northeastern Railway, L-N-E-R, okay. uh, because we do a sin because it looks like it says loner on the back of uh, uh, the chair. <laughs> yeah. And what's interesting about this, and correct me if I'm wrong, Danae, because, uh, again, this has been a while. Um, but what's interesting about this is I watched that and I was like, huh, his chair says loner. And then I did all this research and I was like, oh, it's the London, you know, Northeastern Railway. And the, the little circle on the end is so big that it looks like, uh, you know, an O. And I was like, ah, I'm not going to mess with that then. And then I think you wrote a sin. I did. And I was like, she wrote the sin. And it was right there and it was great. And I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's amazing. So I did all this research, ended up not <laughs> writing something, only to have Danae write the same thing. And I was like, well, I guess if both of us saw it, then it probably is something <laughs> yeah, we should if, comment if on. If two you people know? write it, yeah, you got to keep it. Yeah. You got to keep some version because of it. Because my thought was maybe I just looks like that to me and nobody else is going to think that. But then when she wrote it, I was like, all right, it's staying in. Um, <laughs> and then again, of course, the comments are like, you know, that doesn't say loner. I'm like, yes, we understand. Yes, we, we, know. we know exactly we, what it says. We, it's a joke. And, but you understand it does look like loner. 
It does look like. Oh, it was. So it was a joke because I was watching that thing. Man, they're idiots. Like, what is? is, Well, why am I working with morons? That that can still be true. That can still be true. (laughs) That's so funny. Well, you guys are working with me, so yes, there's at least one moron here. So that was one of those Uh, examples. How sound traveled. Uh, That was one of those examples of kind of one of those things where two people had the same thought, and it was only because uh, Danae left that in that uh, that it stayed in there because I wouldn't have. Oops. That's so funny. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. Uh, let's move on to the comment section. But we can't move on to the comment section because I forgot that I also looked up something for Outlander. Oh, well, please do tell. I just want to let you know that that like when they're in that Inverness town, that interesting like looking fountain that they're standing in front of that's in the middle of the town square is actually called the Bruce Fountain. And it's in Falkland. I just want to let you know. Falkland? Is mm-hmm. somebody called a fountain and called it Bruce? Yeah, it's called the... <laughs> like, what should we call this? Well, I was thinking about Hank. No, Hank's dumb. No, no, let's, no. Let's call Bruce. it Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> and yeah. somebody's going to be like, dude, that's like this famous person that, you know, died in yep. a fountain. Yeah, there's two fountains in uh, in, uh Falkland. One is Bruce. The other is uh Frank. And uh, no, there's a third fountain. There's a Roger. There's Bruce, Frank, and Roger are the three fountains. What I what I found most interesting is there's not really a ton of information about it because I was trying to figure out about the town and how it looks today versus when they were shooting this, mm-hmm. um, like the material for the show. And there really isn't a ton. I fa- I found the most confirming things on TripAdvisor of all places because people go there because mm-hmm. of the show. So they just like the reviews for Bruce Fountain are like, it's a good photo opportunity if you're an Outlander fan or if you're an Outlander fan, if you stand here, it's just like in the show. <laughs> like, all the <laughs> reviews of like... this fountain. There's a lot of stuff like that for now. Navi too. Uh, I mean, that is an actual castle yeah. that still stands. So, you know, in people, I think they actually opened it up on um, uh, what's what's the, uh, the app where you can stay at people's homes and stuff um, like airbnb airbnb it was on airbnb for a couple weekends as like a promotional thing and Whoa. you know you could go stay at the downton abbey hotel and that kind of stuff so yeah interesting, interesting. things yeah anyway i just thought i'd tell you guys where it actually is so if you're an outlander fan you can go all the way there <laughs> <laughs> and enjoy it now we're gonna move on to the comment section i want to know what you're thinking i appreciate your honesty you're a real straight shooter you are the ones who are the ball lickers. We have each scoured the uh, comments of the videos looking for uh, stuff we wanted to chat about. Uh, I can go first on this. Uh, somebody actually did the math for our exponents on the Outlander video. Uh, 71 to the ninth power is 45 quadrillion. Whoa. 848 trillion, 500 billion, 718 million, 449,031. Wow. Uh, so that's how many sins uh, technically the pilot of Outlander got. We hated that show. <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you, I had not seen the video yet. So when you guys were having this conversation on Slack, I didn't know what the fuck you were talking about. I'm like, what? <laughs> So I, but, you know, it, I wasn't involved, so I just stayed out of it. But I was just like, what is going on? Like, yeah, 46 quadrillion sins uh, right around there. Uh, so I think the, other than the infinity infinity sins, I think this is this is a record. So mm-hmm. that's what exponents for sure. will do for that's you. What, I think that's what Jeremy said. So, yeah, I just wanted to mention that one. Uh, the only other uh, one I wanted to mention was a great uh, comment from Aaron 
And this is in the Iron Giant video. And sometimes uh, fans will do comments of sins we should have had that are really funny. I thought this was really funny. Uh, Mansley says, Hogarth, what kind of name is Hogarth? Might as well have named him Zeppo. And then CinemaSins, that's Marxist. I just thought <laughs> yeah, that, was, saw that. that was really funny. That's a great play. So well done, Aaron. Uh, great play on that. Uh, what about you guys? I got a couple of small ones, I guess. One, I will say uh, Jay Cerrito on the SpongeBob video asked, was was the uh, the sentence audio, was that from the movie The Game Plan? It sounds like The Rock lisping. And yep, that's exactly what it's from. <laughs> good catch. Good catch. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> Um, but uh, the and other one, I just thought this was funny because I don't know we've had how many TV sins videos do we have? Do you know off the top of your head? Um, we just passed a hundred, didn't we? I think that's right. Hold on, let me look real quick. I'm just. Curious. How do you guys know? Is it something that it you can says see it from? on? Uh, it says it on YouTube. We have oh. 119 videos. Yep. And uh, we had a comment on the SpongeBob one from, and I'm not making fun of the person. I mean, this is fine. I mean, th- this might have been their first video, but it was from somebody that said, "Did anyone notice it said Sensung and not Samsung?" <laughs> every video, every so video, funny. somebody sees that, and it makes me it's so, so yeah, happy. And it, it very well could have been their first video. Sure. And welcome. It doesn't matter. I'm not making fun. I just, I, I love it. I love it. Like 119 videos later, that still gets mentioned yeah. because that was definitely on the first couple. You saw a ton of comments about that people yeah. just like and that was aaron's baby that was aaron's creation so yeah aaron really created what the whole thing looks like i just wrote some dick jokes and, uh, <laughs> well done yeah <laughs> but great dick jokes really great yeah, dick they're jokes. great they were you could call them big dick jokes <laughs> yes um, yeah rock solid rock solid dick jokes. <laughs> really but i just thought that was great i just thought it was like you know two years later hey did you guys notice it sin song today <laughs> <laughs> what about you um, from Outlander, uh, the check your flu Marisha from Ralazar says, is it, um, is, is one of the characters or actors named Marisha or is this a really obscure reference I actually know about? I really enjoyed this because of course, then all the critical role fans found their mm-hmm. way to this particular one. And there's just some fun back and forth, you know, conversation like the snowflake thing that you talk about, Aaron, of people just really having a good time going, um, Holy cow, I just realized that EWW references a CR incident in my world are colliding. It's mass hysteria. That was really fun. Uh, did you say, did you say snowflake? I... Yes, she did. Okay. What, what, what do you Starfish. call them? Starfish. Starfish. Yes. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever, you snowflake. They're Shut pretty. Up. They melt. Isn't that what it is about? Uh, really? Is that... Okay. Fair enough. Very symmetrical. <laughs> But Michelle Cobb uh, in that thread says, the most confusing thing about this, though, is that Jeremy doesn't know the difference between a flu and a flume. And I will say that was not Jeremy. That's me. And I did not <laughs> until now. So thank you for telling yeah. me. Um, Jeremy I wrote- gets, gets <laughs> accused of not knowing so much. And it's like, we're writing for him. It's, that's <laughs> our fault. Oopsie. And it's not Jeremy. It's a narrator. It's a fictional character. But anyways. Yeah. yeah, I literally thought it was flume. And I don't know if it's because of how my family has always just said that word. That flume and flu kind of sound the same. Um, so when you're hearing that word said, I genuinely did not know that there's two different things. Ah. So I got to learn something about a chimney flu, F-L-U-E, uh, which is obviously what I was meaning to say. Do you know but what a flume is? forever and ever, it'll be flume. Well, so. the flume, those water rides yeah. are always called flume. We had a ride at Opryland, our local amusement park, that was called the Flume Zoom, and it was a log ride. That's but hilarious. I did not know that was called a flu. I had no I, idea. I didn't either. And that's okay. I'm I'm getting very comfortable with making incredibly 
public errors. It happens. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. Jeremy, you're so dumb. Yeah. You know, Jeremy's Jeremy so dumb. Yeah. Like, you know what, guys? It was me. It you, was me dumb the whole time. You can swim in, in space. You know, that's it just was, something you just need up. to learn. It was crazy old <laughs> pizza smacking Danae. That's right. Oh, I wanted to, I did want to mention one other thing in the comments because uh, there's a comment in the Iron Giant video. <laughs> You're so excited. <laughs> no, no, no. I love this kind of stuff. I am excited because there yeah, was a comment yeah. in the uh, Iron Giant video uh, about the history will judge your actions and their outcomes, not your motives, like that sin in the video. And the comment was like, oh, that's really kind of deep and interesting for Cinema Sins. And then there's like 20 comments of discussion on this concept of, you know, mm-hmm. where morality comes from and is it, you know, about, your, what your actions your intentions are is it about what the outcomes are and it's just i just was like this conversation is happening on a, a cinema sense video this is amazing so i wanted to mention yeah. that too it's kind of fun i i like this section because it's gotten me more into because i used to just avoid youtube comments and there are plenty that you should avoid but they're interesting stuff like this does happen and yeah and i think it's getting better it. I think somehow it's getting better. I, th- I don't know if YouTube's cracking down in some ways, or but I, I think the comment well, sections it, are even getting better. And it used to feel like Twitter was the place to be, and now that's getting kind of scary. So yeah, <laughs> YouTube YouTube is seeming pretty pedestrian <laughs> compared to stuff I see on Twitter these days. Not directed at us, just in general. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, nothing's really been directed at us recently that I know of. <laughs> There's too much else going on. Nobody cares. Oh, just just wait. It'll happen, yeah. I'm sure. Oh, I shouldn't have even said that. Knock on fake wood. All right, Knock on fake wood. All right, let's finish off with some Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're going to chat about something else from the pop culture world that we've seen recently. And uh, Danae is going to start us off. What you've been watching or doing you or know, playing or whatever. <laughs> I have not been watching very much. I kind of went on my my binge of uh, when I was packing up and getting everything finalized. And now I'm unpacking and I've not really done um, a lot. So I've kind of been playing some games. Um, but not I thought really... it was going to be unpacking was going to be your Beyond the Sun. Guys, like... <laughs> unpacking is so fun. May I highly recommend. You should come over here and help me. Just put everything highly, in a bunch of boxes it. and then take them out of the boxes. It's just a fun thing <laughs> and to I found do. It, there's probably a game called like unpacking or something that you could buy. And... I um I was looking for some new games just to I I don't know I was I was like I want to find something different uh, to do which of course you guys know that I do that a lot I did find one called Addie Land it's A T T I space L A N D and I think I'm going to recommend it for those who are just want to have something incredibly mindless to do um and time consuming at the same time I played this game uh, I don't even know if you can call it a game I painted by numbers in this game while listening to podcasts and just taking like a 20 or 30 minute break um it starts off it, it's, it's like one of those uh app games where it, it starts off by like telling you this dramatic story but then really it's it's nothing like you're not going to be playing a video game where you're following a storyline. You're literally just given like this little map and a whole bunch of little squares and it'll say numbers one through 20 and you pick the number, uh, the color mm-hmm. coordinated with the number and you zoom in on these small little pixels and you just fill in the blanks of a, of a, of a bigger picture. And My the first... daughter plays that game. She plays okay. some version of that game. Yeah. And at first I was like, okay, I'm not going to like this. And But then I think because it, forces me to stop and do something really tiny and minuscule um 
I sort of found it to be a nice mental break. So that's why I was going to tell you about it today. It's not my f- most favorite. I don't know that it's something I'm going to go back to over and over again, like my favorite games, obviously. Um, but I wanted to say something funny, uh, which is it started off um, in the forest of beginning. And this is what I mean by having like really silly storylines that go along with just paint by numbers game. <laughs> um, and they start you off with a picture of a strawberry. And so you're filling out all these little dots or these little squares and then you back out and, oh, you have a picture of a strawberry. How how beautiful. Um, you're complete. Great. Next one. The next one, the I'm going to call it a map. The, the, the picture that you're doing was like 70 times larger than the strawberry. And it was it was like going from beginner level to maximum level in 12 seconds and it really blew my mind but it also ignited this sort of challenge accepted part of me um to figure out how am I going to do this am I going to do all the ones first all the two like am I going to go progressively or am I going to go section by section and just sort of zoom in really close and then just kind of go across the bottom and so I don't know it's just it's an interesting little escape uh in case you want to do something mindless again this particular one that I'm checking out which I do like and I do have simple ones and complicated ones so you can do a picture of an apple and then you can go back in and do this forest of the bear or whatever it's called um this is called Attiland, A-T-T-I-L-A-N-D. And I think I can find out who it's by quickly. Nope, I can't. I was wondering if it's one oh, of those. Oh, Everyday Sense Studio. Okay. Is it one of those kind of things where you do a small thing and then that small thing is part of the bigger thing? And then you zoom out even further so. and it's part of something else and you zoom out further and it's like, is it something where, cause that seems interesting to me. Like if you're creating a world, a pixel at a time mm-hmm. and I don't, is that what you're talking about? Or this is just different pictures. Kind it's of just different. It's different pictures like a straw hat, a little kitten hunting, a working bee. Um, and, and then you can zoom in. And what's crazy about it is that if, as you're zooming in is when you're beginning to see the borders of each square mm-hmm. that you can then touch and you can see the numbers. But if you pinch and zoom out, it, it's an, it, you just can't see any yeah, of that Yeah, so that's kind of what I'm talking about. It plays with scale in a way that makes you feel like you're almost operating on a molecular level. Like you, yes. you, are, you are coloring on a molecular level and then yes. zooming out and being like, oh, wow, look at the pretty thing I made, you know, yes. pixel that by pixel. Yes, that is exactly it. So I love that idea. I love it extended even further. Like the further out you make that concept the more interesting that becomes to me. The idea like that you could paint a seed on a strawberry pixel by pixel and then zoom out and then realize, oh, it's a strawberry and then go back mm-hmm. in and do pixel by pixel till the whole strawberry's done. And then that strawberry's in a basket of fruit and then that basket of fruit is on a table oh, yeah. and then that table is in a room and then that room is, you know, <laughs> okay. a, a okay, patio Aaron. at whoa, a house. Whoa, 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 then... whoa. Hey, Aaron, Aaron, <laughs> gotta calm down. Sorry. I just got a little excited. Uh, maybe that's a fun... And then you cut the table in half and then you make <laughs> put the hole and then you escape through the hole. Uh, uh, yes, exactly. Anyhow, no, that sounds interesting <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for sure. yeah, I, it might be something like that clicks that part of your brain. I'm, I'm curious what you would think. I, th- I would think you'd be kind of annoyed with it in general because there aren't any, there's no rules, there's no guidelines. You're kind of making it sure. Up. Like, like with me, I don't know if I'm going to do the border and then I'm going to go through because you can't just if you select the number one and let's say it's dark green, it kind of grays on the screen. It grays where you're supposed to go and you can paint in the wrong section. So you have yeah. to kind of be careful. Um, I also 
I guess I'd be curious to hear too if it's something that is enjoyable for anyone who doesn't have a pen that you can be really precise. Mm. With me, I have a OneNote, and so mine has a built-in stylus, and I can be pretty precise with drawing things and writing notes. And obviously, games like this work really, really well for me because I can draw on the screen mm-hmm. super easily. So this might be even more frustrating though if you don't have a pen. So I'm not sure, mm. but um. I don't know. I think it's it's kind of like one of those games where it got it has a lot of reviews of people who are really enjoying it and so it captures my attention because of that and also it has um let's see there's it's a 4.5 review which i tend to think is pretty high i like like to try games that are like 4.7 and up because i think those are usually pretty excellent and um a lot of really positive like feedback in their um descriptions so i'm like oh somebody you know what is this people are really saying that they they like it but i think it just tweaks a part of your brain that some people really enjoy so very nice Jonathan, what do you got? Um, I've actually had a pretty good week. I've watched a lot of interesting things. I've read a couple of really good books. I think I'm going to go with, there's a Netflix doc series that just popped on this week called The Innocence Files. Have you seen, have you watched this? I haven't watched any of it. I I heard, I just heard vaguely about it. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good stuff. Um, It's based on, it's about these, uh, these people that work for what's called the Innocence Project, which I've, I'd heard about this before. It's been in the news, people that were uh, going back and looking at cases and using DNA evidence to uh, find out if possibly some of these people were imprisoned that were actually innocent and then trying to get them out of prison. And I have watched the, there's eight different cases that they tackle for like nine episodes. I think the first two episodes are a specific case and that's our one case and that's the only thing i've watched so far but it's these um this child was uh kidnapped and murdered in mississippi and they arrested a guy that they thought did it and it was based on uh bite mark evidence that was on the on the child and then while that guy's in prison another kid is kidnapped and murdered and very similar bite marks are found but instead of saying hey maybe this guy didn't do it since he's in prison they just arrest somebody else and um, so now both now we've got two people in prison. And then so I guess years later, they've been in prison at this point, like 10 or 12 years when the Innocence Project gets involved. And it goes through all this crazy stuff where like the bite mark expert might have not really been using what you would consider to be like uh, logical practice, like the way he went about uh identifying the bite marks was not necessarily like kosher or the best way to do it. And then also they even come to find out that maybe they weren't even bite marks. Like there's these people that believe they were water bugs because they were found in water and there were water bugs that had just been nibbling on them hmm. and, and whatnot. And there's, so there's, it's just all this crazy stuff. And then, and then you find out what happens, but it's just like, it's one of those things where it's super interesting and you're really glad that there's people out there doing it. But then at the same time you realize like these people have been in jail for so long and they've like one guy, like he had just had his, a child and completely missed out on his child growing up and, you know, and didn't do anything. And, and and it wasn't even one of those things too, where some people are like, well, they probably did something else. And like, no, like this guy like didn't do, like he had never done anything his entire, like he had never done anything bad. He was just a hardworking individual yeah. who was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And so that's what this documentary is about. So it's, but it's really well done. Um, and it's really sad, though, I will say. And it's it's kind of makes you kind of mad. Um, sure. Kind of like making a murderer, I would say. It's kind of in the same vein as that. A little, a little, it's not quite as, um, I don't know. It's not quite as like, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Sensational. It's a little more, yeah, it's a little, it's a little more, it's a little, little more serious, I guess, than making a murderer. It's not as sensationalized, I guess. 
it's definitely not like Tiger King or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, but I, I don't know. It's really powerful stuff. I'm really excited to watch the rest of it. And uh, I, I, if that's if you're into like true crime docs and stuff like that, I think this is a must see. Yeah, it so, sounds like uh, something that uh, true crime fanatics will really enjoy, and yeah. kind of also triggers that justice thing that we've all got, where you know we we hate seeing innocent people. <laughs> Uh, you know, convicted of things they didn't do. Yeah. Did you see and Just I, I Mercy? Say, go ahead. Did mm-hmm. you see Just Mercy? No, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I want to. That's a movie that that does the same kind of thing. Um, yeah. And it's, well, that's based on a real story too, yep, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that group of lawyers—that is their their like life, career, and yeah. choice and passion—and that's they they look for innocent people to get out of uh, jail. Yeah. So yeah, and I, I will say, I mean, it does do one thing about these that always irritates me. And this this guy, this bite mark guy that they go after, he very well might be like a horrible person, and he might very well be like a real life. But I but I just I don't think that he's like a real life villain. Like they you know like kind of like they do with Billy Mitchell and you know King of Kong, and it's like even though it's a documentary they still have to kind of do like tell a story so they always find somebody they try to make like the antagonist of the piece sure um so that that gets a little like that's a little that's a little too much at times but you know i mean it it i mean based on what they're telling you what he's doing does not sound good like i mean i'm curious how many other people you know took his information and then you know made an arrest or whatever but uh but but it, it's 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 really well done. I mean, you know, okay. it's it's high recommend. That's called the innocent innocence files. Innocence files. Yep. Uh, I'm going to talk about something that's a bit strange because I don't actually know if you could watch this. Uh, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere or whatever, but I've had it on my DVR forever. Uh, I finally got around to, and actually this was uh, like a month ago, I finally got around to watching the Crisis on Infinite Earths storyline between the CW uh, DC shows. So like Supergirl, Very The cool. Flash, Arrow, um, Batwoman. No, wait, Cap. No, which which woman? It's Batwoman. I think is yes, is the Bat one that's woman, on yeah. CW. Uh, Ruby Rose. Yeah. 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 If you and, just say Atwoman, then people can fill in the <laughs> blank. can just fill in the the first yeah. consonant. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. And then they take all those shows and they do crossovers every season where all every, uh, show has one of the episodes. And so there were five episodes this year and I'm telling you, I loved it. Like, and I only, I, heard it was I really only good. watched the flash. All right. So like, I'm not even watching the rest of these shows normally. I'm just watching the flash. Uh, but when it comes time for the crossovers, I genuinely enjoy them. And this is the best one yet. And I think the reason it's the best one yet is because they really leaned into kind of the kitschiness of it. And so you've got sections with, um, you know, uh, Tom Wellington from Smallville is playing one of yeah. the Superman, you know, and you've got, I'm sorry to spoil anything, but again, it's been out for a long time. They, they, they advertise that though, that I don't think that's and, a spoiler. And Brandon Routh, who is on one of the CWDC shows mm-hmm. plays Superman again, you know, and he was Superman in the movies and, you know, like it's, I don't know. I just really impressed with how, uh, fan servicey they were able to be. And at the same time, have enough fun with it that I was still interested, even though I never read, you know, the comics or anything like that. So um, I think DC actually has a pretty cool expanded universe, but it's on television. Mm -hmm. It's not at the movies. It's on television. uh, Um, Because it kind of sounds almost like now Crisis on Earth was written before the Spider-Verse stuff, but it does sound that's kind of like the vibe. Like it's almost Spider-Verse with they have all these different people from different realities and whatnot. Well, Um, I will say CW has an app 
Um, and you can watch this like on Roku and stuff like that too. That is free. You don't have to have a cable sur- cable subscription. You do have to watch ads, but they do have the C- it's CW now or not CW. Okay. Now. I think it's just CW. Okay. Uh, so you should be able to watch them on that. I don't know how far back the episodes go and how long they keep them on there, but that would be an option. The if, biggest if jaw-dropping moment for me is there is a cameo by uh, the movie Flash in this uh um i just his name just slipped my brain um who plays the flash in the movie universe oh you if you had not asked me i would <laughs> right it's one of those things but yeah he meets up with you know the flash from the tv show and it's just like they're willing to go there and i love that like they're willing oh, to ezra say miller yeah ezra miller you know is is in this for a hot second and you're just like wow they actually went there you know and um yeah i, I just i really dig the stuff that they're doing on this and, and had a good time yeah. watching it so well and that that's interesting too because i remember there was a story at the time that the guy justin who plays the flash on the tv shows now we're gonna grant gustin come up with his grant Grand yeah he was not like he was a little like maybe hurt mm. that you know that he wasn't even you know approached and, right you know that kind of thing so that's really cool that they you know that they did that or were able to get that done well i i really enjoyed it and uh if you're a dc universe kind of fan i don't know how it's not something that would at least appeal to you in one you know some way mm-hmm. or another because it's really fun um yes it's cw cheese and mm-hmm. soap opery and all that stuff the cw is known for is in there what that's weird <laughs> yeah they've got the bingo wanna... cards for sure uh for some of those shows yeah but i also like that it had a lasting impact on all these shows going forward because basically the storyline is they uh the infinite you know universes were being killed off one mm-hmm. by one and now there really is literally only one universe that they know there about there is only one there's no multiverse anymore. So now Supergirl, who was in a different universe, is in the same universe as The Flash now. So they're all mm. actually on the same Earth now, um, which I thought was really cool as well. I so. thought they had already done that, though. I thought Because I know like when, when Supergirl was on like ABC or whatever, that's how they explained it, was that she was on a like, in a Earth. different reality. Yep. Because The Flash was actually in one of those episodes where he yes. went to a different multiverse. But then I thought when they moved it to CW, she became part... So I didn't know they had kept it separate. That's interesting. Yeah. Now, instead of Earth 1 and Earth uh, 5 and Earth whatever, they've just got Earth Prime. So Uh, are they actually in the... But they're not in the DCEU, right? They're still keeping it separate. Well, I mean, technically, no. But also Ezra Miller was there. So, like, you know... That's interesting. It is interesting. It's it's crazy. So... Maybe they're they're just leaving things open in case... Because, I mean, I don't think the film... They're not doing whatever they were originally doing with the films anyway. So... Anyhow, I thought I'd throw that out there, even though it's... that's really cool. No, I want to see it. I just, I've really wanted to catch up on all the shows before I, you know, watch something like that. But I don't know when I'm going to get to do that. So I might just break down and watch it because it sounds very cool. Yeah. And again, I don't watch any of the other shows other than Flash and I that's had a true. great time. So, so there you go. Um, well, that's going to wrap it up, guys. It's going to do it for Behind the Sins this week. Uh, don't forget to make sure you are subscribed. Go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. Hang out with us on Twitter. We're at BTS. I am at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S-C. I was ready, and you didn't think I was. And he is at Sam Loomis 13 So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, and myself, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BehindTheSinsPod at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter. And be sure to visit CinemaSins.com.
Well, why don't you turn so, the headphones down on the board? I don't know how. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Not only do I not, I cannot, I can't find the control of. Okay, so there should be something. It's like a little turn knob. I think it's in the lower right hand area. Okay. Um, by the main stuff there, there should be something that says like phones or something like that. Yeah. 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 That should be your okay. headphone volume. Okay, so that's exciting because I could not figure out how to turn it down. And okay. Hey, can we just take it's- a second um, and just say I haven't used that board in maybe two years. And yeah. that I was able to direct you to exactly where the headphones knob was. <laughs> like, I don't know. Can that we just like a little crazy. pat on the back here? Like, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Way to go. I was just thinking without video, because you two are in two, obviously in two different locations. When I hear you now, it's almost like you're both on my shoulders. Like <laughs> like an angel and maybe maybe a slightly less of an angel. I don't. I wouldn't think either one of you were a devil. but I'm pretty sure Aaron is in disguise. Yes. <laughs> Aaron, and you intentionally wrote that, that text yesterday, right? The contact nope. thing? That was intent. Oh, come on. No, man. it really wasn't. What? It genuinely what wasn't. What? Uh, oh, you didn't what? see that. He, you didn't see that tweet that he, he put a text between him and uh, Jen. No. Where it looked like he was asking for not only sex, or not saying that he, he said he was ready for sex is what it looked like. And he also needed <laughs> water and a snack. <laughs> What? Just, but what he was I actually miss? about to watch the movie Contact. <laughs> just go, just go, go read yeah, my Twitter know. at some right. point. It's... I can't do it justice. But I like that you asked for sustenance, which that's very Aaron Dicer. It like, is. I mean, that's, it is. Well, yeah. it's also hey. something people do after sex. They're like, I'm hungry. Yeah, exactly. I'm never I... hungry. I'm thirsty. Yeah, I you say are. Hungry. Yeah, you're thirsty. I, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess I do need to tell you guys at some point in time, um, because we really did not plan our day very well. Uh, my husband's going to walk in here with slices of pizza for me. And I plan on eating during the show. Oh, that's hilarious. My <laughs> wife is currently making a pizza, but I told her I would just heat it up afterwards. Uh, hey, guys, uh, just want you to know, poor planning on my part, but I'm going to snarf some pizza during the show. Let's do some clapping right here at the top, shall we? Okay. Now, do you want it to do this to where it's like I clap one, two, three, and on my third clap, the next person claps? Or is this working how we're doing it? Oh, no, it's much better if there's some space. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, so I'm clapping right after Danae. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Such a troll. You don't wear like colorful shirts often, do you? Because I think that's what looks different. No, I am in full laundry day mode right now. Well, technically full laundry day. Are you wearing pants? I was going to say full laundry day would be naked. No, that's true. (laughs) But no, I am in like, this is is bottom of the drawer stuff. This is like my old comfy boost shirt and then like i have like pajama shorts on that are like really body why here i can show you i don't think i oh okay are you you like workout shorts oh no i didn't even know they had pajama shorts so hey jonathan are you are you sure those aren't just children's pajama pants and on you they're shorts (laughs) right Uh, cool all right we still haven't done the clap whoa oh what was that whoa what was that i don't know is that that was crazy is that somebody's computer i don't I don't think that was on my end, was it? I don't know. <laughs> what did it die? sound like? Did it sound like like static or rain or something? It was pretty crazy sounding. Yeah, for a right. second there. Oh, all I I just heard like a it sounded like a shower or something. Mm-hmm. Like it was. Like, yeah, it was yeah, like, me too. Yeah, I mean, Ready? I urinated, but I don't think that was it. Danae, clap first, please. All right, Jonathan. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I'm 
so confused how that. But helped. I didn't clap I, right after Danae, so it's gonna be. It's not gonna work. I, I literally do not understand how this works, and I don't think you should try. I don't, to explain I don't it right understand. Now. I really don't understand. What are because because you did it last time. You did it at the end. So how did that help you? Okay. Well, how about a little lesson in audio, shall we? Mm. Um, basically, all it is is it allows me to take the audio you send and match it to the audio I'm recording from discord uh so i have those claps on my end you have those claps on your end oh, okay. oh you're recording on your end yes and so you're I w- recording our whole conversation absolutely um <gasps> it's i wondered so we, d- we do have a backup anything. we've got a backup yeah so if, how 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 are you recording it now the the issue becomes just the same way i recorded it before I just recorded into magic? A, a separate. The board sends it through a separate channel. <laughs> yes, magic. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm so old. My bones are my bones are aching. Did Aaron freeze or is he just not moving? No, I see his eyes. That was <laughs> weird. You really did look frozen. <laughs> Don't that, do that. You legitimately. <laughs> oh, oh, you did God. that on purpose. When those eyes. You just... did that on purpose. No, is... <laughs> Stop it. You're such a troll. <laughs> oh, that's really fun. <laughs> All right, so Is we got to redo the claps because I got to clap right after Danae. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So, Danae, you were kind of rushing up against it, huh? Did you get uh, enough prep done? I'm, Still I'm working on it? Prepa- I'm as prepared as I can be. Okay. Yeah. Um, my kid Did you watch to- the extra two CinemaSins videos? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning. You, here's how, here's how I, I know when to take Jonathan seriously. Never. <laughs> Uh, hey, Aaron, did Jonathan just cut out for you? No. No, okay. I think you're having internet issues on your end. Yeah, because you've cut, you haven't cut out completely, but, but like, yeah, you're, kind you're of struggling. Like, your like internet's split struggling. Split second, you've frozen. Although, but you're doing okay right now. Okay. I don't know if you need to prioritize that machine on your mesh. Um, uh, yeah, how do I do that, though? Do you have the app? Uh, can you be more specific? <laughs> <laughs> the Google Wi Fi app. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> do, you, do you have uh, Candy Crush? Right. <laughs> <laughs> the answer to that one's no. I think you're good enough that we can record. Cool. That's good. So let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> let's make contact. I mean, watch contact. I mean, cleavage. Yeah, I'm just good. saying, if we're going to break this and coronavirus, not- this is why. You need to come over and fix my Wi-Fi. <laughs> That's worth it. Everybody's great. Everybody's great. Everybody's happy. We're all in a good space. We're all ready Can to Can I go. tell you what's happening right now, Jonathan? Here's what's happening. Aaron has worked with me for a very, very long time. <laughs> he knows that I'm not happy. <laughs> He's like, you know what? Let's just make this as easy as possible until you get your pizza. <laughs> I'm really excited. My dad kept my old tricycle from when I was a kid, like the little old red tricycles. And he took it all apart and wiped it down and made sure all the gears and not the gears, but you know, all like the connections Mm -hmm. and everything are working and he lubed it all up or whatever you're supposed to do. And he's bringing that over. um, So we'll be able to have uh, the tricycle. And because we don't have hardly any furniture in like our living area, she'll Mm -hmm. literally just be able to drive around her tricycle in the house tomorrow. And and it was my trike. So that'll very, uh, it's very The Shining, you know, very Overlook Hotel. Oh, my God. Thanks for ruining that, Aaron. <laughs> Appreciate it. You know what? It's though, also, I'll... Yeah, it's like very the ending of The Mist. That's what it's... Uh, <laughs> Damn it, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> I um, experienced my first crushing, like, I don't know how to describe it, where I saw what other people were voting on for these better movie mm-hmm. yeah. options. And I was oh, like, what's syncast? wrong with you people? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's not like you. 
That's I know. Something you, you should definitely about. send Chris a bunch of awful messages because he loves getting those. <laughs> He's a fan. I'm very oh, curious okay. what movie it was that did it to you. All the, uh, we're we're uh, we are at. Uh, this is the fans vers- voting, though, right? Yeah, the fans. This is voting. yeah. Yeah. Which is all happening on CinemaSins BTS. Um, thank you, Aaron, for managing that so yeah, I don't course. have to. Uh, her versus The Force Awakens is 50-50. What? I know. What is wrong with you people? I know. I know. It should that be should her. Be, that, should, that should be Star, for, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> like, anyway. I voted for her. Sorry. Yeah. No, that you should guys. absolutely be 80-20 her. You guys I thought it nuts. was. I thought it was really. I thought no, her was 50, winning 50. at one point. Uh-uh. It's literally 50-50 right now. I can't believe but, The Force Awakens might beat her. That would be so wrong. I mean, the Force, the Force Awakens is fun, but it's like amazing. That, that would it's no, it's a it's a really fun it's movie, fun. but that wouldn't that wouldn't be like in my top 50 for the decade. Oh my goodness, she cares. I love oh. this so much. This is I do love so it. exciting. And I love that you love The Force Awakens. It's so and it's so frustrating. And here's the thing that's interesting about conversation. Just because I voted for the other one doesn't mean I hate her. Right, of I think course. Her, of I actually course. saw her. I think I saw it with you, Aaron. Did yeah. we go to the theater? No, I showed yeah. you the screener. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, like, was super interesting and different and unique. But, like, that that was... The, Star Wars is so entertaining. It's just, like, all these jolts of excitement. And her is just kind of like, well, this is strange. Well, <laughs> look at that. But that look was... At the, um, look at the yeah, future. Look at the future's version of fashion. That's so bland and boring. Oh, I suppose technology can do that. But I mean, like, (laughs) oh, well, who cares? Oh, you're falling in love with a machine and you're masturbating. Fantastic. This is a really interesting. What what an interesting thought concept. Star Wars is Star Wars. How is it not even win? I'm so confused. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, You're probably in the majority. Um, No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm only 50%. I got to say, I am full on loving this version of Danae. I hope you, I hope. Hope you descend into pop culture <laughs> fandom in a way that you've never experienced before. My I mean, pizza's I, here. Yay, awesome. pizza! Hey, what's up, man? Here, look, they're right there. Hi, Justin. Hi. Live. I mean, I'm not on the show. Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we heard from we heard from Iris in the outtakes last week. Now we'll hear from Justin, and we'll we'll debate who's. Does he have a Goo Goo Doll happening. shirt on? Hell yeah, he has a Goo Goo Doll shirt on. You this know is, that story. This, yeah. Hey, Aaron. While I eat my pizza, why don't you tell a story? You know that story, right, uh, Jonathan? The Goo Goo Doll Maybe. story. Maybe. Um, yeah, I don't I, know. Iris was conceived on the night that they went to a Goo Goo, Goo Dolls concert. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I believe I do know that story. Mm-hmm. So that is oh uh, that's why she's named Iris too. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yep. There you go. Are you guys actually really big Goo Goo Doll fans? I hope, or just that song? I mean, I think Justin's probably a bigger fan. I mean, they are. Now. I'm not really, but I'm not really like a fan person. So that's I don't, hard yeah, question no, for I me. Hear, yeah. I don't know that I can name. I don't know that I can name Awakens. another song. <laughs> I think that no, they did that City of Angels song. What was that? Iris. Was that Iris on City of Angels? <laughs> Is that the I don't want the world to see me? Yeah. Is that Iris? Yeah. yeah. Oh, damn. Is that the City of Angels song, though? Yeah. Okay. I thought you were just fucking with me. No, man. I'm not you. Okay. That's the only song I know. Yeah. You, yeah. You don't joke with people. That's right. That's I never joke. I'm so Ser- serious. Oh, thank you, Lord, for pizza. Um, let's do this. Let's go ahead and do our uh, bonus episode while Danae is eating pizza. <laughs> wow, that was loud. <laughs> so good. We'll do our bonus episode while you're eating pizza. So oh. for, for the for the CinemaSins members, they can get the full mm. Danae experience. Mm-hmm. Does that work for you guys? What is it? 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park 